Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I'm your host, Daydon Tolbert. Uh, this is a uh, Saturday Night Live edition of Barbershop Talk here on the uh, on the show, where tonight we want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, what it means to be a wife, what it means to, um, you know, aspire to be a wife, some of the qualities that uh, we as men look for um, in, a, in in that woman that we're going to spend uh, the rest of our lives with, and you know. Unfortunately, um, in today's society, I've found that when talking about this subject, we often find a lot of women, uh, most women, in fact, who want to be wives and who, you know, many claim would make great wives. Uh, but unfortunately, because of society, because of the media, because of an upbringing, a lot of times by just plain old bad advice um, and, and often just um, a lack of knowledge about uh, you know what men truly want. We I find that many women are misinformed um, about what we look for, what we seek. Um, many women are, are unfortunately have a false sense of security as to uh, what the rest of their life will look like. So tonight, what we want to do is, um, you know, the things that really we do on a nightly basis. But I've got a little bit of help tonight. Got the fellas with me this evening, uh, and I want to talk about the definition of the perfect wife. A lot of times people will say that uh you know there's no such thing as you know a uh you know a, a perfect wife per se but uh the word the bible actually uh I believe is perfect and and actually uh on a number of occasions describes the perfect wife uh the perfect uh mate for a true man of God so that's the perspective that we're going to uh, approach it from tonight and um yeah so I'm looking forward to it Give us a call if you have any questions or comments or feedback, 646-200-0366. Hit the number one on your keypad tonight. You know, this is one of those shows. It's just going to be really educational. Uh, it's not often that you guys get an opportunity to hear uh, what, what, you know, men are thinking, what you know, what's going on in our minds. Uh, we got the fellas in the house tonight. My man James is going to be joining us, Marv, Lewis. And, uh, you know, and Courtney's here as well. And so I'm just going to do a little bit of talking on this evening about the definition of the perfect wife. Courtney, what's up with you? Courtney is someone who's been around for a little bit. She also aspires to be a wife uh, one day. How do you feel about tonight's topic? You know I'm excited. <laughs> Why are you I am excited? so excited. Because, like you said, I want to be a wife one day. And so why not listen to what you guys have to say? about it, you know, I think that's very important. And then, especially coming from you, you know, because you're a married man, so it's like, wow, this is going to be, we're in for a treat, basically, is what I'm saying. Absolutely. What uh, Would you say, would you agree with my earlier statement that, from your perspective as a woman, that many women um, out here um, are um, operating under a false sense of Understanding as far as what we as men look for as a, you know in a wife. Yes, that is so true. Um, I think it makes me think about one of the you know biggest misconceptions that stands out to me is you have to be the best cook in the world. You know that's what makes you a great wife. You know if you're a really good cook. You know forget everything else about you know what you bring to the table emotionally. If you can, if you know how to work your way around the kitchen, then you're set. I think that's like one of the biggest misconceptions, and I believe that at one time too. Uh, from your perspective, before we introduce the fellas uh, on tonight, why did you think that cooking, of all things, was such a big deal to men seeking a wife? 
Because many of us as women, we were taught growing up that um, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Like, you know, you've heard that a lot. And so it's like you automatically think, okay, well, that's how I get a man. That's how I get a husband. I learn how to cook and, you know, um, you know, cook for him. And so if I can do that, he won't want to leave and he won't want to be with anyone else. That's interesting. Let me specifically. Do you remember who exactly said that? Like, do you remember where you heard that? No, I don't. I wish I wish I could tell you. I just remember. I don't know if it was the media or what, but it was like always a misconception that's just been floating around for so long. I've heard that on a number of occasions from other women, and I've asked them, you know, straight up, you know, where where did that come from? What made you think that uh, being a great cook, being, um, you know, great in bed, uh, you know, like certain things, you got to know how to cook and clean and, you know, keep a home. I mean, these are all things that I've found that women have heard from other women, you know, whether that was mom, whether that was grandmom, whether that was their girlfriends, whether it was their older sisters and you know, unfortunately, we live in a society where there are not a lot of men, which is one of the reasons why we're here tonight. I'm about to introduce our panel. There are not a lot of men. I'm not going to say there are not a lot of men speaking up because that would be false. But the media, the you know, a lot of women, unfortunately, are not able to put themselves into situations and environments where they can actually hear these conversations that you guys are going to hear tonight as far as what is actually most important to a man when looking for a wife. What actually, and I'm going to bring, as the only married man on the panel tonight, I'm going to bring a different perspective as to say, what actually makes a great wife? Not so much what we're looking for, because that's what the fellows will talk about, but I can actually say, you know, what actually, what qualities I enjoy about my wife, um, and even speaking on behalf of some other married men who I spoke to in preparation for tonight's show. So I really just hope, I say all that to say, I hope women will just listen up, you know, really get the notepad out. You know, we're going to be referencing the Bible as well, and you'll see how a lot of the stuff that the, that the men are saying is going to correlate directly to what the Word says. And I picked out several passages uh, from the Bible, and many uh, from uh, Proverbs 31, which actually describes uh, a wife. If you guys, we won't do the whole passage, um, but if you guys remember the all-time classic show we did on the definition of a, of a Proverbs 31 woman, uh, a truly virtuous woman, definitely check out the archives of that. Just Google it. Uh, you know, definition of a virtuous woman on the Dayton Tolbert show. That probably is one of the most important shows we've ever done, and that women will ever uh, ever hear. Uh, but yeah, without further ado, though, I would like to introduce the fellas um, first. My man Lewis, man, he's been here for a little while. Uh, it's been a well, actually, to be honest, we've been doing a lot of the rebroadcast uh, over the Christmas holiday, Thanksgiving holiday. A lot of the best shows um, came from this this group of guys, uh, Barbershop Talk, uh, you know, the, the Barbershop Talk crew, and uh, me, James, Lewis, Marv. And uh, But it's been some time since we've had all of them together for a live show. So I'm looking forward to tonight. You guys have expressed, like, you know, an interest to have them back. So uh, here we are on a Saturday Night Live. My man Lewis is here tonight. Lewis, man, how are you? Hey, Daydon, Courtney, Marvin. It's, it's good to be back. Thank you for inviting me back on the show. This is a this is a subject that's near and dear to my heart. You know what makes a great wife. You know, hopefully, women will be taking notes tonight because you know, like you all said, there's a lot of misconception out there. There's a lot of women out there that you know that 
watch these reality TV shows and they, they see these women on these shows getting married or married and they, they think that, you know, that's how they have to model their lives. But, you know, ladies, you know, being a, a good wife, being a good, you know, being being something that a, a man of God is looking for is is something that's, that's in your heart and in your mind before you ever say I do. You know, it's just like you always saying about the misconceptions. It's not it's not how your booty looks in the side profile side profile selfie in the mirror, and it's not how you throw down in the bedroom. So, hopefully, uh, you know, we can say something to help these ladies tonight. Absolutely, man. Good to have you here. I want to introduce the rest of the fellas. But I mean, I can't even say enough. I mean, about Lewis, as far as what he said, you know, as far as the the, the selfies and the booty shots. I mean, all that stuff is, you know, it, it's just it's very um, irrelevant, you know, in the grand scheme of things. Um, one of the things you guys have to realize is, um, in fact, I speak a lot about this in my new book coming out this summer, uh, How to Win the Heart of an Elite Man in 365 Days or Less. One of the things you have to realize is that there are two types of men out here. Okay, there are men of the world, and then there are men who are being led by God. So, you know, and for the newer listeners, you have to understand, everything we're going to talk about tonight is going to contradict a lot of the things that the media says, a lot of things that you may have heard over the course of your life, even from actual men who have expressed an interest in being married one day. Most likely, if they're, what they're saying is different from what we're saying, we're going to be referencing the Bible tonight. So we're speaking from a biblical perspective, a godly perspective. So anything or anyone who says, oh, no, we're looking for something different or this, that's the opposite of what these guys are talking about, clearly they're not living for God. And that's a very key thing to keep in mind, guys. Do you want a man of God or do you want one of these guys in the world? Because men in the world will enjoy the selfies, will enjoy and will even seek out women who are the quote-unquote freaks in the bed, you know, the women who might have the long Beyonce weeds, who who actually lust after ridiculous women like Beyonce and lust. Like, those are all things that people, men of the world, will bring to the table. But as the word confirms, anyone who's of the world is obviously going to have their own set of drama, their own set of baggage, their own set of stuff that they're going to bring to the equation that I promise you, you don't want any parts of. So just keep those things in mind. But um, So Lewis is here, man. You can tell he's on fire. He's ready to go. Uh, James is with me tonight, man. Long time. We haven't heard from James. James, how are you, sir? Hey, Don, man. It's a pleasure to be back on the show with uh, you, Courtney, uh, Marv, and uh, Lewis. Um, looking forward to this topic tonight, man. you got a lot of ladies out here that are looking to get married. And so we should have a you know a good a good uh, audience today. Uh, you know I tell the ladies go ahead and call two or three of your friends and tell them to listen in because uh, we're going to give you some great information tonight. So I look forward to getting into the show. Absolutely, man. It's funny. I mean, like you said, I always encourage. I mean, you know, I always have found that God, you know, the Holy Spirit, you know, has a way of, you know linking people up with this show, you know, with the information. People seem to find their way to the group and find their way just to the airwaves, you know, wherever you are in the world. And, you know, I don't do a lot of advertising. So, you know, it's great to just, like James said, you know, just 
if you have a friend, you know, forward it or call them up or text them and say, hey, look, you might want to tune into this because this is, like, really important stuff that's going to play a major role in, in your future. So uh, if you have friends, I'd say, you know, definitely just tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, look, you may want to tune in and really listen because this is what, you know, men of God, you know, are expressing is important to them. You know what I mean? Now, this ain't no... You know, let's all sit around the bar. There was a show on TV One, a bunch of bunch of weirdos. I think it was called uh, Courtney. You know what it was called? What was that show on TV One with the black guys sitting around talking about nothing? Oh, Black Man Revealed. It, there it is. And, and I watched that a couple of times, and I was just like, I mean, and I'm not hating on anybody, but you got to really be careful. There's a lot of misinformation out here being given really by the types of men that you guys really don't want to have anything to do with. So I would really just encourage you to, you know, to just make a note of, okay, yeah, you heard that from this type of guy, but is that the type of man you want to be with? Probably not. All right? Last but uh, definitely not least, my man Marvis here, he was just with us uh, the other night on an absolutely classic show, one of, if not the realest show that we've done in quite some time, on how to understand when a man or men are trying to run a train on you. All right, that was a Keeping It Real Fridays, and boy, did we ever keep it real. <laughs> I mean, Courtney, real quick, just, I mean, people have been hitting me up like, yo, I'm, I'm kind of surprised you did that show, but, you know, but that's that's what we're here for. What Any any thoughts on that, that show in regards to um, just trains and threesomes and just really as a woman how to understand when you are, in fact, uh, being targeted? Um, what I'll say about it is I will say I received a lot of feedback on that show as well. Um, everyone, you know, really enjoyed that. So I, I know that, um, you know, we provided a lot of great information. You know, I, um, what women could take away from it is just to know the difference. Um, because a lot of women come into the situation thinking that, you know, they're going to have a future with that man. And so we just cleared up a lot of misconceptions to say, hey, you know, that's not exactly what's going on. This is how you're being viewed. So I know that we changed lives with that show. Yeah, it's funny. Um, real quick, just one last thing I'll say about that is a young woman I was speaking to um, probably the day after, the next day after that show, and uh, who actually didn't listen to the show. She, I was like, yo, did you hear this show? And she's like, no, nah, I didn't hear that show. She's like, oh, man, you know, I don't need to hear that. I know I'm not targeted. And she's not the only one. I've spoken to a number of women who have said that, who have expressed that, oh, no, that's not me. I'm not being viewed in that manner. And one of the things that we'll talk about tonight is that, remember, ladies, this is just a general rule of thumb. For dating and relationships, if you are not being viewed as a wife, okay, if he's not viewing you in that manner and his actions are not treating you in that manner, that pretty much means, you know, that he's targeting you for sex. And remember, if a man is targeting you for sex and just sex, depending on the type of man he is, depending on what he's into, it's probably not just going to be your everyday average sex. 99.9% of the time, he's going to be having a little conversation with his homie. And, they're, you know, I'm just saying, don't think that just because you're not down for that, that it doesn't mean that you're not being targeted for that. Our goal here isn't to avoid it from happening or not happening. Most of y'all probably would never let it happen to you. But you don't even want to be targeted. You don't even want to be looked at in that manner. So I would just say everybody, definitely go back and listen to that show. If you missed it, tell a friend, and uh, that's what it is. But, yeah, I still have to say Marv was a big part of that show, shared some extra real stories, as did I, as did Courtney. Marv, what's going on with you? 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That show was too real, man. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out what convinced me to uh, participate on such a uh, uh, such a seductive uh, show that we took, that we took part on. Uh, shout out to uh, Lewis, uh, James, Courtney. Um, yeah, that was a very interesting show. I revealed a lot about you know myself and as far as certain qualities that we look for in a woman to engage in that type of. Uh, and that type of behavior. So I just hope a lot of women out there really, you know, tuned in and uh, actually listened and, you know, threw their own personal opinions out the door and really just, you know, had an open open mind, open spirit to really take in what was said. Um, with that said, tonight's show, tonight's show is another classic. Um, you know, what it takes to be a perfect wife. I think this is uh, much needed out here for a lot of single women who are really, looking at themselves in the mirror, wondering, why not me? Uh, you know, and it's interesting that a lot of women take advice from their own counterparts. And I always laugh at women like that because why would you take advice on what a man is looking for from another single woman? That's that's just insane. So, I mean, you have four men on the panel. You know, we all have a combined years of so much amount of experience that we're willing to share tonight. We have Courtney, you know, playing the role of the shampoo girl. So, I'm sure all of us combined will definitely offer a lot of quality advice for a lot of women out here who are looking for marriage. Absolutely, man. Good to have you. It's funny that you said that. Listen, guys, understand this is barbershop talk, okay? This is barbershop talk. This is where the men get together and talk about issues amongst men. I don't care if you take your son to the barbershop. I don't care if you have brothers. You will never, ever, ever, ever know what is really, truly spoken about in the barbershop when it's just men. Yeah, you might be sitting there, but the conversation, everyone knows it's like an unspoken thing. They change the topic. It's, they, they tailor certain things. They hold back certain things in the presence of a woman, and, and as they should. Okay, but what we, we're not going to do that tonight. We're going to give you the most, the realest, most unadulterated knowledge straight from the barbershop, which you guys know over the last 10 or so years, that's just what we do, going back to Gerald Howard, to, um, you know, Taz Daddy, to, you know, uh, Dre. I mean, you know, so many different people that have uh, sat on the barbershop talk panel. So I will definitely... Um, uh, you know, keep it honest tonight. Um, Lewis, I want to start off with you, man. You know, you mentioned actually interesting. Well, we'll talk about misconceptions a little bit later. But first, if I want to have everybody just really briefly just on overall, okay, because I'm sure we're all going to answer the same question but in a totally different manner because obviously we're all different. Um, but, Lewis, your definition of the perfect wife. And that's all I'm going to say about it. I don't even want to lead you or guide, just whatever that means to you, Lewis, and we'll go down the line. What is the perfect wife? What does that term mean to you? Oh, for me, Dadon, that would have to be certainly first and foremost, a woman that has a relationship with Christ, you know, something that, you know, not just she attends church on Sunday, but it's something that you can see in who she is. Um, certainly a woman that's humble and down to earth, uh, a woman who knows how to communicate, um, a woman who's who's thoughtful, a woman I, I like to encourage others, so I, I'd say that a woman that was an encourager, certainly with a woman with a sense of humor, you know, marriage is for life, and it's a long time to be stuck with somebody that's uptight, you know, and I'm not, I, I, I know how to be serious, you know, when it's time to be serious, but, you know, it's good to have a woman you can laugh and have fun with, certainly a woman. 
who's nurturing, who knows how to take care of a man, you know, the kind of woman that if I'm sick, you know, she bring me some chicken soup. If I come home from a long day at work, she's the kind of woman that, you know, just will give me a neck massage and, and make me feel better. Uh, certainly um, a budget-minded woman, a woman that knows how to stretch a dollar, not cheap, but frugal. There's a difference. See, cheap is if you have the means to do something and you just find the cheapest way possible. But there are a lot of frugal ladies out here, and there's, and there's nothing wrong with looking nice, buying nice things, but you got a lot of women out here that know how to stretch a dollar. They know how to hit bells. They know how to hit marshals. And in the context of the family, um, that's a good thing to have a woman that, you know, that knows how to stretch a dollar, that knows how, um, you know, how to budget and to save and to understand, you know, that they have to do things differently than when they were uh, single. And certainly um, a woman that is supportive and has my back, you know, I want the kind of woman that I know if I lose my job, I come home, I won't have my, my bags packed on the on the front porch, or I come back and, and she go and stand with her mama's house, you know, somebody that has my back, um, a sacrificial-minded woman, sacrificial love, like the love that Christ had for us, the kind of woman that, you know, if we were at the mall and I was going to do something nice for her and she knows that, let's say, uh, you know, I've been wearing out my shoes or, or wearing, you know, pressing and cleaning and ironing the same pair of pants over and over again. She's the kind of woman that says, hey, no, baby, I got you today. You know, I see how you've been sacrificing for the family. Hey, hey, let me go get you some new shoes. Let me get you some some new pants. You know, let, let, me, let me have it today. You know, I, I can do that later. And finally, the kind of woman that uh, would follow a man of God, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of, whenever you say the word submissive, you get a whole lot of, you know, debates and arguments. But uh, following a man of God doesn't mean that, you know, you're a robot and you're going to do every, you know, that you follow everything. He say most of the time you all, you know, you all discuss things. And, and you know, if I, hey, if she has a strength in some, I could say, hey, look, hey, we're going to, I think that's a good idea right there. I mean, you, you know how you, that's a good idea. I can go with that. But just the kind of woman that she knows that you, you know, are praying. She knows that you have a relationship with Christ, and she can say, "Hey, you know, look, you know, we're gonna, I'm gonna follow your lead on this." But that's that's kind of you know where I'm coming from because I want to, like I said, the first point I made about a woman of Christ. You know, you kind of you want the kind of woman that, you know, hey, marriage is it's not always gonna be roses. I had a, an older man tell me one time that the key to marriage was not just all the great times, it was how you handle the, the tough times. And I want the kind of woman that we can join hands and, hey, and pray when times get hard. But hopefully that's just a few things uh, that I think. Wow, man. You, <clears throat> all right, guys. Well, thank you for being here tonight. That's our show this evening. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, we could just go ahead and end this show right about now because Lewis <laughs> literally covered everything. I mean, that is a definition right there. That is an absolutely, uh, you know what I'm saying, it, it encompassed everything. And many of those points we actually want to dig a little bit deeper into. But I'm glad he took it there. I'm glad he was so detailed and so thorough because women need to hear this. He literally just gave you all a blueprint on what we want. Notice he didn't say anything about twerking. Notice he didn't say anything about backing it up or selfies or even looks to be, you know, at all, to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? Because that's already going to be taken care of. That's already, you know, Bible says when you delight yourself in the Lord, he's going to give you the desires of your heart. So he already knows what you want from a physical standpoint. That's already going to be, you know, taken care of on God's end, um, sex, 
that's yeah, that's not even sex. It's not fornication. It's going to be making love. That's already going to be you know good in that department. So these are not things that even really need to be spoken about. Whereas so many women, they unfortunately they've been taught that those are the most important things. I'm trying to tell you, there was not one thing that I disagree with that he just said. Everything on there was absolutely essential. Uh, and, and it is essential, and it's the most important things. There wasn't one thing that he said that was more important than the than another. So just understand if you if you're confused, if you're not sure, if you're uncertain, that it is the definition. That's his definition. That's my definition. We'll talk. We'll all give our own definitions. But that was, in my opinion, a very complete uh, analyzation of what we as men seek, godly men seek in, in a woman of, of God, um, you know, in, in a wife. Uh, James, you know, jump right in, man. Same question. Real quick, um, Lewis, if you could, before we go to James, just let everybody know where you're calling from because I want women to know, like, who they're talking to, where you're, where, what part of the uh, country you're, you know, you're, uh, where you're living at. I'm calling from uh, Mobile, Alabama. Cool, man. Good. And obviously you guys know I'm from Philly. And, you know, the great thing about this is that we're not just all, you know, a bunch of guys who, you know, all are from the same place. This is, we, we're literally covering all over, you know, all over. We've heard from men from the West Coast, up up North, down South, I mean, East Coast, you know, it's it, we're pretty much all over. So um just want you guys to have an understanding where, you know, who you're listening to. Uh, but James, man, same question. Let everybody know where you're from. And, um, you know, the perfect wife, what's that mean to you? Oh man, Lewis really, really hit the nail on the head, man. Um, right now I'm in North Jersey, so I'm on the East Coast. Um, well, when I think about the perfect wife, I pretty much think about you know a woman that has a uh, three traits. Um, number one, my perfect wife, my ideal of a perfect wife is a woman that is different than uh, every other woman that I've met in my past, um, and and that means different in every other way, every way possible. Um, the perfect wife to me is a woman that um when I leave work I'm when I leave home I'm I'm sad to leave home because I'm sad to leave her. It's a woman that when I get off work I'm excited to get home because I'm excited to be around her and I'm excited to see her. Um my definition of a perfect wife is a woman that I just cannot see myself living without. And so those are the three things that I uh you know, when I get my vision of a perfect wife, those are the three traits that I you know, that I really think about. Wow, man, you just encompassed a lot right there. I like what you said, um, someone that you're excited about coming home to. Can you can you elaborate? Like, what do you mean by that, man? Have you ever had a bad experience with a woman you just didn't feel like coming home to? I have, man. I have, I've had experiences with women where I didn't even want to call them on the phone. Because of you know a combative attitude, um, nagging, you know one reason or another, I just really didn't want to be around them, and I don't you know don't really know why at the time that I really kind of put up with that. But I talk to uh, I'm, I'm you know I have the privilege of talking to a lot of married men, and um, on work and in different places, man. And I know a lot of men that are just not happy going home. I mean, I know a lot of men that when they pull in the driveway, they're in the car five or ten minutes trying to get their mind right uh, so that they can actually go into the house, you know, and that, and the reason why is because they're not happy with the woman that they're going home to. And, um, you know, if if I'm going to settle down with one woman for the next 30 or 40 years of my life, I want to make sure that she is the type of woman that I'm going to want to go home to. 
Right. Wow, man. I'm glad you um you know you touched on those things. I want to I want to really elaborate on some of this stuff because, I mean, it's you know Lewis said some stuff, a whole bunch of stuff. James said a whole bunch of stuff. But if you notice, they were saying totally different things. You see what I'm saying? Like there's so much. There's so much out there that we look for that is just not being talked about. It's not just not being uh, discussed. And women have no idea just the magnitude of how important it is for us to like you. Talk a lot about love and soulmates and, you know, companionship and this and that. I mean, yeah, that's all well and good, but do I like you? You know, do we get along? Or is it like what he said, you know, do I have to come home like Ray Liotta and, uh, and Goodfellas and then, you know, nag, 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 and I just turn around laughing and just, you know, roll back out, you know, to back to the mistress's crib. Now, obviously, you know, that's a movie, and but you have no idea just how real that is for many men. See, one of the things, yeah, we're all Christians, yeah, we believe in God, yeah, we're speaking from a biblical perspective, but at the end of the day, I mean, we're men. You know, and we, we, you know, with this show, we keep it real, and we're going to talk about what actually goes on. The reality is, we've done a number of shows on why men cheat. You know, the, I'm talking about the real reasons why men cheat, not just though the immaturity or, or he's just a dog, but a lot of times he just doesn't feel like dealing with the nagging. The Bible confirms that it says it's better to live in the desert, you know, with, with no water than to live with a, a loud and, you know, argumentative wife. And I'm paraphrasing, but you guys, are most of you are familiar with that scripture. In fact, there are a number of scriptures um, in regards to, you know, <laughs> negative wives and, and how that, you know, the Bible is great with these, um, these uh, you know, these, these examples uh, of metaphors uh, of just what we as men don't want from a wife. So we hate the arguments. Uh, we hate the... Um, you know, the fighting, and just the not getting along. Those are all very important things. A lot of times women think, you know, they get so ca- they caught up in, you know, who's right, or I, I have this point, and I'm going to make my point. You're wrong, and I'm right. And the reality is you probably are right. That's the craziest thing about it. You know what I'm saying? You, a lot of you guys will win the battle. You know, but will ultimately lose the war because a lot of times men don't really want to fight. They don't really want to argue. And whereas you guys are going to make your point, you're going to let your feelings be known. But, you know, that last fight, every fight, it it causes him to look at you a little bit differently at the end of it. And whereas, you know, in that silent treatment that you're giving him, which we'll talk about a little bit later, you know, okay, yeah, you quote unquote made up, but it still ain't all good, at least not on his end. Yeah, y'all might have had some makeup sex, you know what I'm saying? Let's just be real. But that still didn't do it for us. We're still mad. We still may not really want to be with you like that. And that's where, you know, the eyes start wandering. And and this is what we're here for tonight. We don't even want to deal with that. We don't want to we don't want to have you have to go through that. We'd rather you get to a point where you can you know, do a better job of conflict resolution, working it out, not not speaking for three days, for three hours even, just dealing with the you know, situation right then and there so that um, the Bible says don't let the sun go down on, you know, uh, on your anger. And You know what I'm saying? And so these are all things that you want to really look at from a biblical standpoint. Um, you know, and I, it's it's unfortunate. I, like I like James said, I personally have been the recipient of many phone calls. Yo, man, yo, what you doing? Uh, nothing, man. Chilling. Yo, yo, come on, man, take this ride with me. I don't feel like going in the crib, man. I just need to talk. Can you come over? I'm, as a matter of fact, what you, I'm gonna swing through. 
I just don't feel like going, man, she getting on my nerves. Da, 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 hey, what's going on? Man, I don't even feel like talking about it, man. I'm about to call up this chick, man. Chick get on my nerves. I'm like, dang, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to be the recipient of, uh, you know, or, you know, you don't want him calling Tyrone. Put it like that. Not for that. A lot of women will say, oh, you better call Tyrone, uh, referencing the Erica Badu song. But, you know, he'll call Tyrone for some other things. Call Tyrone to take that trip to the strip club. You don't hear women making songs about that, but that's what all it's not that, you know, Tyrone's just coming to pick up his bags. Nah, Tyrone has a girlfriend. So let me stop, man. Courtney, you know I'm keeping it real. What are your thoughts on all this? <laughs> so far. Because you know yes, we're about to go to Marv. And, and you know what happens when we go to Marv. You know he's going to keep it real. Yes, as always. <laughs> as always. What are your thoughts so, so you far, know, though? You we... look... Oh, keep going. No, no, I was say, what are your thoughts so far? I'm enjoying every minute of it. I'm sitting here taking notes on everything. You know, I'm really enjoying this conversation. And um, I hope that, you know, everyone that's listening is taking heed to it. Absolutely, man. Well, look, Marv, what's up with you, man? Your definition of, first of all, before before you give your definition of the perfect wife, have you been the recipient of those calls? And have you actually made those calls? Like, yo, man, she getting on my nerves. I'm not trying to go in the crib. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it was during periods of my life where, um, you know, I thought I was making the best decision with women. You know, I was immature and figuring that, okay, you know, I got to take the good with the bad. But in, in the majority of scenarios, it was more bad than good. So instead of me, you know, risking losing what I thought was a good thing, I would try to, you know, do things to kind of delay the inevitable, which was calling up a Tyrone and asking him to, you know, let's hang out together just to get my mind off of the misery. But as I got older, I realized, you know, that I have value when it comes to dating, and I don't have to settle. Just like a lot of other men out here of quality feel the same. I'm, I'm sure a lot of, you know, uh, family members have probably asked, look, aren't you guys, you know, married? I mean, we could easily, if it was all about looks, if it was all about, you know, the external, we all like right now, but, it really, you know, we really want to take our time. I mean, you know, finding that perfect some investment. Nobody invests, you know, without really taking the time to weigh their options. So, yes, in the past, you know, immaturity and lack of experience, I have, you know, delayed the inevitable by doing certain things that I knew were, weren't in my character. So, Right. Yeah, but but so so what, all right, so definitely we know what you don't want, and, you know, and that's where I just wanted the ladies to, to get that, but what exactly do you want, man? Like, what what is that perfect wife for you? Well, I mean, what I can say, at 36 years of, of, of age, you know, I'm a simple man with simple needs, you know, uh, an important component in Miss Wells, she would have to be respectful, you know, and that's, that's you could look at that as a vague term, but, I mean, any 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 woman in their right mind knows what, being respectful means. I mean, you know, someone who doesn't really, um, you know, like Doran, Doran, see, I don't really like to argue. My thing is, you know, I, I like to let my opinion be known, give her the opportunity to express herself. Let's come to a mutual understanding and keep it moving. But it's the emotional back and forth. That's the thing I don't really like. And I understand part of that is in a woman's nature to be emotional. But when you see that it's getting to a point that it's kind of pushing your man away, you need to, you know, really keep that in mind and, you know, and, and, and stop doing what you're doing. But like you said before, a lot of women like to argue for, like it's a sport or something just to get that last word. And, like you know, like you said, you may have won the battle, but you're losing the war. So, um, you know, respect is, is number one for me. 
I'm surprised James and Lewis didn't touch on the whole fitness aspect. I mean, we've talked about this before. Um, you know, I'm in no disrespect to any woman out there who's really taking the time to, you know, lose weight. Maybe he's had a baby or something, whatever. You know, I'm not saying, I'm not knocking you guys, but the question was posed to me. So what what am I looking for? I'm looking for a woman who takes care of herself physically. And, um, you know, that just goes from just being mindful of what you of what you put in your body. I mean, it's really it's really impossible for me to kind of take a woman seriously. I'm getting older, so I have to be more conscious of what I eat. So I can't really have a life partner who feels like she needs to go to Boston Market and Wendy's every day, and she looks at that as dinner. You know, that's not that's not going to work for me. So, you know, I I would need somebody in my corner who really is you know she's just as conscious about what she eats and how she takes care of herself as I am because you know I plan on being in this world for a long period of time and I really don't want to spend the last thirty or forty years of my life popping pills just to just to survive out here. So, you know, a woman who's respectful, a woman who's, you know, conscious with her with her physical, um, a woman who's natural. And what I mean by that, you know, I'm not I'm not a fan of weeds at all. That's not my thing. No disrespect to the weed wearers out there, but I, I've never really looked at that as you know, as a as a sign of um, you know, of wifey potential. That was always a turn off for me in the past. I mean in the past it it was a turn off when it came to finding a woman of 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 wifey material, but I would always look at that woman as, you know, I'm taking you back home. But, you know, now I don't really have that desire to spend time with women outside of a potential long term commitment. So when I see a woman now with weed, it's just I don't really I don't really give her a second look. So you know, I mean, I can go on and on, but those are, like, really the top three things that I look for. I mean, obviously, a God-fearing woman, that goes without saying. Right. Mark, that's, that's a great list, man. So many different things that I, I want to piggyback on. But really, I just, you know, I want to just let the fellas talk for the most part, man. You guys get a chance to hear me, Courtney, every night, man. I just want you to get, you know, a more, um, just hear these guys, man. One thing I will say about the respect aspect of things, um, I wanted, there was a show I did a few, several years ago, actually, on you know how we we, we dissect songs and TV shows and movies. Uh, we've done so many different uh, things from you know Tyler Perry to uh, just different um, all types of different things. Um, check out the archives. But one of the best shows and one of my favorite shows of all time uh, and most informative shows was in regards to what Marv was saying was actually our special on how Stella got her groove back. And I, I really, if you just Google that, Google how Stella got her groove back on the Day Don Tolbert show when you get some time and listen to that show. It was probably at least three, four years ago. Uh did the show from a totally different perspective than what you hear now, but I know for a fact we covered a lot of important things in regards to respect. There were so many things that uh, that Stella, you know, did to Winston that were just flat-out disrespectful that this made my skin crawl, and I could never even see myself even thinking about, um, you know, entertaining from a woman on, on that level. So, ladies, you got to understand, you know, respect is so key. You know, the talking and being loud and just the attitudes and um, a lot of times, you know, challenging man's manhood even. I mean, these are all things that will not get you where you want to be. The goal should be, you know, walking down that aisle with a man who is excited to be with you, who who loves you and who likes you even, and, and just really wants to spend the rest of his life with you. And when you're disrespecting him, when you're challenging him, uh, you know, debating and fighting and just nagging with different things, that's going to be signs of, of disrespect. Um, and it's very important to understand that no man is going to um, sacrifice his, uh, you know his 
the sanctity of his home. You know what I mean? Like nobody wants to come home to a war zone, a battle zone. And if he even thinks that that is where it could be going based on how you're presenting yourself in the early going stages of the relationship, it's not going to go to where you think it or where you hope it's going to go. It's just, that's to be real with you. Those are the times where it's just like a sex thing. He ends up cheating. Next thing you know, you've been with the guy for four years, wondering when the ring is coming. Guess what? The ring isn't coming for many of the reasons in which we're talking about right now. A lot of times women are wondering, what you know, why am I being strung along? Why is he not committing? It's not that he's afraid of commitment. It's just that he's afraid of committing to the wrong woman, and he's viewing you as being potentially the wrong woman. That's why he's taking his time. Uh, an extended amount of time, really trying to convince himself either to stay or to leave. That's not how you want your man to be looking at you. My wife didn't have to convince me of anything. You shouldn't want to convince your man of anything. If he wants you, he's going to want you. The reasons why he's going to want you is what we're talking about tonight. All right, guys. Uh, Lewis, man, you, I just want you to, because I want to, this is, I think this is one of the more important things. You know, just respect, man. You know, I know you see down there in Alabama a lot of women, you know, loud and just talking crazy and reckless in the streets, you know, hanging up on men, you know, just being disrespectful. What goes through your mind when you see that type of stuff? How would stuff like that make you feel? It makes me feel like that's that's woman I don't want to be bothered with. You know, I might be single right now, uh, but the one thing I can honestly say is when I lay my head at night, I have peace, you know, and if I'm going to, you know, commit the rest of my life to someone, I want someone to, to add to that piece, I don't, I don't, you know, like all that combativeness and argumentativeness and all that stuff because that's why, you know, one of the things I listed was communicating. You know, I want a woman that knows how to communicate. You know, not all that like you were saying, silent treatments and all that foolishness. And I want to be respected. You know, and that was a, that was definitely a great point by by Marv. You know, I want a woman that you know, appreciates, you know, who I am uh, and respects me. You know, respect is mutual, but I certainly want to be respected. And, no, definitely not, Daydon. I, I see women like that. I mean, I don't care what they look like. You know, that's the, the furthest thing from, from from my mind. I do not want to marry someone like that. Right. Now, Lewis, Marv also, also said, uh, just from a physical standpoint, and we've got to talk about this. I mean, clearly, and I just want you I mean, we're going to be real tonight. You guys have heard us talk about the definition of a dime. You've heard us talk about uh, Proverbs 31 woman. You, I mean, how many barbershops have you just heard us do? I mean, we've done so many different shows, uh, you know, recognizing a man's potential support. We're, we've given it to you from so many different directions, but we can't do a show on the perfect wife without talking about that woman from a physical standpoint. But if you, I just want to be clear, we've all gone around several times without even really mentioning, you know, from a physical standpoint. So I just, I mean, hopefully that should resonate with you and say, wow, you know what, clearly that's not what's most important. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, you've got Marv is, you know, he's definitely passionate about a woman taking care of herself. But if you notice so many other qualities were named first, prior to even getting into the physical. But, Lewis, man, I mean, the ladies want to know, man, what a true man of God like yourself looks for in a perfect wife from a physical standpoint. I'd have to say that, you know, I, I do agree with Marvel on that, that you that you need to take care of yourself, you know, especially, you know, what I've, I've seen some, some women, you know, in, in their younger days, you know, in their 20s, 
that you know that I'm like, wow, you know, she's something, she's cute and, and whatever. And then you know, for whatever reason, we don't see each other in a while, and I run into him again. I'm like, wow, what happened to her? She she really let her stuff go. You know, it's something that you you know, it's something that women need to, you know, you got to maintain. You know, I mean, I try to go to the gym. And, you know, whoever I marry, we can go to the gym together, you know, and, you know, hit the treadmill or whatever. Um, so it, it's something, you know, nutrition and, you know, keeping yourself together is is, is something, you know, it's, it's very important because, you know, just like Mar said, we're talking about you trying to live as long as you can, you know, and part of that is just eating right um, and exercising and just taking care of yourself because, uh, that's definitely important, and that's a very, very, very good point. Right. You know, and, and we just want to be honest with you all. I mean, if I could for a second, I want to go to my man James, uh, who's also very uh, passionate about, you know, from a, you know physical things from a physical standpoint. Um, you know, Marv touched on it, Lewis touched on it. I'll say a little something about, you know, how I'm into fitness. I've got this new thing I'm going to try to work out five days a week. Um, you know, and I mean, all year round, I, I you know, I work out, I keep myself in shape, but just I really want to go a little bit extra hard this time period uh, leading up to the spring and the summer, uh, mainly for tennis season. Uh, you know, guys know I play tennis season in the fall, the spring, and then the summer. Um, but, you know, if we are at Marv Plays Ball, I know Lewis is active as well, you know, we're going to want a woman who shares our passion for for physical fitness. I mean, you know, we want to be here. It's not about I mean, it's about looks, but it's also about just being healthy and and being around for your kids, being around for yourselves and being able to be healthy and and to be able to do things while you're not just being here but being able to, you know, function on the level that you want to. Um, you know, big old stomachs are, you know, are not really sexy. Um, you know, and 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 it's not even so much how you look is, you know, cuz you can work on that. You know, however you look is how you look, and and but it's never too late to to start doing the right thing. And I just want to be clear about that. That's the most important thing. Like if you say, I mean, I could lose some weight. I mean, everybody could tone up a little bit. Everybody, you know, what I'm saying, like we all could improve. But the question is, are you complacent, or you know, are you just flat out lazy? Are you a slob? Are you slovenly? You know, what I'm saying, like if if that's the case, that's not sexy. That's all. I mean, if you're if you're overweight, then you're overweight. But what are you doing to not be overweight, or are you just content being overweight? That's the that's the mentality. But like to me, there's nothing sexier than uh, an overweight woman, you know, on the treadmill. Like that's that's. I'm like, wow, that's what's up. You know what I'm saying? Like I like seeing that. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. Or drinking a bottle of water, you know. But if you if you're already overweight. And you got a big old Pepsi, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, do you, that has like 500 calories in it. Like, what are you even doing? Like, that's that's straight. That's five pounds, like right there. So, I guess what all I'm saying is, men understand, ladies. However you feel, men will be observant, regardless what they look look like. They will be observant to your level of of, of fitness and, and your lifestyle, because to see if that is something that we can find ourselves or see ourselves, you know, meshing well with. All right, James, though, man, what's your thoughts, man? The definition of a, of a perfect wife, uh, but from a from a physical standpoint, what do you look for? Uh, absolutely, Dana, and I agree with you, man. A, a woman that works out, that's in the gym, 
uh, regardless of her size, man, it is it, that's a sexy woman, man. You know, a woman that isn't afraid to, I know you used the term before, but a woman that isn't afraid to sweat out her hairdo, um, man, I think that's absolutely sexy. And I don't know one man that wants a sloppy wife. Uh, I just don't know one man that wants his woman um, completely out of shape, breathing hard when she walks up, you know, one flight of stairs. Um, just, I, I just don't know a man that, that wants a woman like that. Most men that I know, single and married, they, they want a woman that, that they can show off to the world. They want a woman that they can bring around their coworkers and bring around their friends and bring around their family and be proud, um, you know, be proud this is my woman. This is this is the woman that I chose out of all the other women I I could have had. This is the one that I chose, and this is the one that I'm proud of. And so uh, you hit on some good points, man. You Mar, you and Lewis hit on some good points. Uh, for the ladies out there that are still trying to get it right, um, it's like Daydon said. It's never too late to get going with the fitness. Um, what we what I'm looking for, and what many men are looking for, we're just looking for a woman that's open to wanting to try that, a woman that's open to wanting to get some help in that area. Um, you know, it's all about, you know, your attitude about fitness and, you know, wanting to get yourself together, wanting to look good for your man. Right, absolutely. I mean, I'll tell you all something. It's it's really a lot of it is, is what you, most of it is what you eat. You know, I know Nutrisystem is out there. They have a really great plan. Um, you know, I mean, but you know, like literally we'll give you breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert, and a snack, and you'll lose 10 pounds in your first month. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's like for many women, you might want to jump on that. Uh, otherwise, you know what I'm saying, it, you don't even have to, um, you know, do anything like that, like a diet per se. Uh, but what you could do is just maybe instead of taking the elevator at work, take you know, just walk up the steps, you know, instead of having that, iced tea or that Pepsi at lunch, you know, get a bottle of water, get the zero calorie, you know, whatever, and just drink that. You will, I guarantee you, I mean, you, you just get the calculator route and add up per week how many calories you're saving. Those calories will automatically translate into pounds lost 90% of the time. Instead of the fries with whatever, just have the grilled chicken sandwich. Instead of, you don't need the fries. You don't need this. You know what I'm saying? They say, do you want the meal? No, I don't need the meal. Just give me the sandwich. A lot of times that will save you, um, you know, some pounds there. And slowly, and then you incorporate exercise into that, you know, just those minor uh, adjustments from an eating perspective. You will literally lose, you know, just tons of pounds just, just like that, and um, you know, and people will see the difference, and and you'll feel better about yourself. So, and I don't want, you know, I don't want to make the whole show because it's, it's, you know, by no means, like, you know, like we said, all about fitness. But if, you know, you will never find um, anyone who, like James said, wants to be with an overweight woman. This is and this isn't, you know, bash women. Like, what about the men? Oh yeah, we trust me. We'll talk about the men. But, I mean, not tonight, but, you know, this is all about you guys. But understand, this is what men want. All men want that woman who's uh, who's in shape. Now, let's talk about, since we're talking about physical, we're talking about a wife. Um, we've talked about a number of different qualities, and we'll talk about more. But one of the things that I like to talk about is, you know, st- just since we're on the whole physical, uh, going back to uh, Marv real quick, um, what we don't want, uh, from a physical perspective, but more so from a respectability standpoint. Um, a lot of times women, as a wife, they think that, you know, they, they have 
a nice body. They have big breasts. They think that you know men want someone you know who who um, you know they can enjoy sexually because obviously you think of marriage, you think of sex, making love to your husband. So they think that you have to give them a little glimpse of that. Are, is there anything from a physical or sexual standpoint that would prevent you from viewing a woman as the perfect wife, Marv? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, when you're in that getting to know you stage and uh, she makes a lot of sexual references or, um, you know, she makes comments that suggest that she's sexually interested in you, um, I would, you know, I meet women like that all the time and I'm, you know, I'm immediately turned off by that. Uh, I mean, that's just not really the type of energy that I would really want in my life right now or want any woman that I would perceive as a potential wife. So any woman who... Um, you know, use a second. Let me say something about that because I want to go to the uh, the other fellas, man. And you know, real quick, the phone lines are open too, man. If the other uh, guys that need to that want to vent and you know let some stuff you know off their chest, I mean, definitely give us a call, fellas. Six four six two zero 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 three six six. Hit the number one on your keypad, man. Uh, Ray Nar, I want to hear from you, man. I don't know if you out there, but definitely, you know, he just got uh, married. Called in the other night. Uh, shout out to him. You know, any other brothers, man, because this is stuff we talk about, man. You got I me. Mean, nothing is said tonight is this is like ele- elementary for us. I mean, this is not, this is nothing. I mean, I just, we talk about this stuff literally every week in the barbershop, whereas women are like, oh my God, get the notepad out. You know what I'm saying? No, this, is, this is nothing. This is just random conversation, you know, which is really sad that so many women don't, aren't privy you know, to this type of uh, type of information from the men. Uh, but just from a physical standpoint, real quick, I mean, a lot of times women will be tested. Okay, ladies, a lot of times, you know, we'll meet you. You know, yeah, you will be giving off that sexual vibe. And a lot, I'll just be real. Back when I was single, you know, you know, a lot of times I'm a, I was a naturally flirtatious type of guy. So, you know, you get that sexual attraction, physical attraction. A lot of times there's going to be sexual talk, There's going to be, you know, maybe even sexual innuendo. And, I mean, you know, we all have gotten caught up in that at some point, whether it's over the phone, whether it's in person. or You know, you got to really be careful even if the guy is even initiating it. I don't want to blame the woman. This isn't about, you know, blaming women because I get 90% of the time we're the ones bringing up the sex talk or bringing up the flirtations. You guys, just because there's a sexual attraction, y'all roll with it because obviously, oh, he brought it up. You know, all right, let's let's roll with it. No, you really want to, you know, stand firm in your beliefs regardless what we're doing, regardless if he's a quote-unquote man of God. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times... You know, we we fall short as well in times. We get caught up in the moment. And really, one of the signs of a perfect wife is being able to check us. When, you know, because think about it. Can't, if you're in a relationship, I don't care how much you pray. Everybody talks about praying this, praying that, going to Bible study, this and that. When you put a man and a woman together who like each other, who are sexually attracted to each other, sparks are going to fly and there's the potential for something else to happen. If both people are not rooted in Christ, I'm listen to what I'm saying, guys, because I've been there. Trust me. I love Jesus Christ, but I've had a lot of sex in my life, and I know exactly what it's like when two Christian people get together, some of the best sex can be had. So I'm trying to tell y'all, man, y'all need to be careful, and both people, not one, but both people have to be absolutely on fire and rooted in Christ. Otherwise, that sex will go down, the clothes will come off. And we as men are going to be looking 
Okay, and let me just say, because y'all know me, I can get long-winded, but this is so important. A lot of women will say, wow, well, hold on. You're saying that a woman can be taken out of the wife category if she goes along with something that the man actually initiated? And I'm saying yes, absolutely. Is that fair? No, it's not fair per se, but guess what? That's how it goes, and so I'm telling you now. I don't care how good the sexual attraction is. I don't care how spiritual he seems, you know, or how spiritual you are. You know, one if if you ladies are not strong enough when we are weak and you decide to just go with the flow and a lot of times the sex going down won't be a deal breaker for you. You might be like, oh, yeah, I got to pray a little bit more tonight because I shouldn't have done that. Let me go to church and repent. You can repent all you want, but unfortunately, in his eyes, you've been taken out of the wife category because of the oohs and the ahs that went on late Saturday night. I'm just being real with y'all, ladies. I mean, come on, James. Am I am I lying? Am I Have I said anything that's incorrect? <laughs> no, you, man, you're on point, man. It's one hundred percent truth, man. Because um, I spent I spent a lot of my single years as a Christian, man. Not all of them, but most of them. And I'm telling you, man, you can take two people that can, you know, have a great relationship with God, and if you get them in the wrong situation, uh, sex is going to go down. And uh, one thing that I learned from you, and you know, just you know, from my past experiences, is that once the sex goes down, um, nine times out of ten, his uh, the guy's whole perception of you is going to change. Um, unless he's really, really feeling you, you know, there there might be more more to that relationship. But most of the time it's going to change real quickly, especially if you're the type of woman that um, you have, he he knows up front and you have said to him that you want to wait on sex and and, and you express your convictions. If, if you give it up, you know, in a, in a quick manner like that, his perception of you is going to change, and you are going to be removed from the wifey category. And I know I've talked to women over the phone in the past, and within the first couple of conversations, there was already uh, there were questions about sex and uh, physical physical situations, man. And that was a turnoff to me, man, because I wasn't expecting that to come out of their mouth. And so, ladies, you gotta, you know, you really, really, really got to be careful, even when the guys bringing up certain, um, you know, certain conversations that may lead to a, you know, to a topic of sex, just be really, really careful about your, um, about your responses because it could be a test. It could be him testing you to, to kind of see where you're going to go with it. Right, right, absolutely. That's very true. And one one last thing I'll say about that, and I want to go to Lewis. I mean, again, I, I cannot emphasize enough, it's not about placing blame. Because 90% of the time, we as men will bring it up. You know, case in point, I mean, a young woman I was, um, you know, talking to a long time ago. I mean, you know, she just, uh, you know, super classy and respectable. You know, uh, just, you were just straight out of, like, I mean, I don't know, where, right off the, the choir, you know, just, you know, I think she might even been a pastor's uh, daughter, in fact. And, um, you know, we were just talking, and then, like, all of a sudden, one day, she just, like, the conversation went there. And I was just like, wow, like, who are you right now? You know what I mean? Next thing you know, like, she's, like, on her back, you know, bro, I was just crazy. Like, whoa. You know what I mean? I was like, it just totally changed my perception of it because I was used to that type of stuff uh, from women, you know, who were not who were of the world. And it was just like, wow, I thought you were someone special. I thought you were different. 
You know, and unfortunately, that's a lot of women don't get that. A lot of women are trying to conform to the world. They're trying to outdo with other women who are clearly in the world. They're looking at people like, you know, beyond saying, well, oh, she's a wife, and that's what Jay-Z wants. I mean, Jay-Z is the biggest clown on the planet, guys. I mean, he's clearly not a man of God. These are not Christians. I mean, you got to look at Jay-Z. You look at Kanye West. I mean, these people are freaking weirdos, you know, they, but and their wives are like sex, you know, sex fiends. You know what I mean? It's like... That's not what I want. That's not what Marv Lewis, James, that's not what anybody wants. So women are conforming, you know, to to what they're seeing in the media because they see men who they think are lusting. Beyonce looks like a crack whore to me. You know, that performance, she got all skinny. I mean, she just, like, looks ridiculous now. Like, it's it's really sad, actually, to be honest with you. But women actually think that we're looking for that. I mean, she's, like, 35, dancing like she's, like, like 17, and... You know, women in the world are are coming off in that manner, expecting to become a wife. But you might you might get wifed up by your local neighborhood drug dealer. You know what I'm saying? But you know, men of God, it's not that's not it. And one thing, real quick, I just want to touch on because I want to go to Lewis, but that James said, which is very uh, very true. I want to elaborate on it a little bit. He said, you know, when you give it up quick, absolutely giving it up quick. You know, 90% of the time will be a deal breaker, just so you understand that. First day, this ain't Love Jones. Check out my archives on our special on Love Jones that we did a couple years ago, one of the most informative shows you'll ever hear, where we broke down Nia Long's character, Lorenz Tate's character, that whole situation, and how unrealistic it was in, in, in real life. And uh, But it's important to be said that it has nothing to do with how long you you know you, you make him wait. It's not that you give it up quick, it's that you give it up, okay? <laughs> Don't let Steve Harvey fool you with the whole 90-day thing. It's, you know, when we're looking for a wife, we're not looking for a woman who makes us wait. That's not going to help you become a wife. It's we're looking for a woman who keeps her legs closed. She has the mentality that I love Jesus Christ. I am a Christian, so I am going to follow the teachings of God. I'm not going to follow the teachings of some ridiculous book. But I'm going to follow the teachings of God. Now, if, and this is the big if, let me just say this again, cause I'm, real quick. Cause I want to go to the fellas. But, the, again, this is where the realness comes into me. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, no one is perfect. All right, let me just say this. Some women out here are hoes. When I say that, I mean they're like, you know, you, back in the day, we used to have a saying, and Marv knows about it. It's like a Philly term. We'd be like, yo, what's up? I'm talking to so-and-so. Okay, what's up with her? Is she effing? Like, oh, no, nah, she ain't doing nothing. Oh, all right, let me see. I'll go on to someone else. All right, is she? Yeah, Marv, come on. You, you back in the day, you ever heard of a, woman, a man, you know, ever talk to guys about that? Oh, is she, is she effing? Of course. Of course. Like, like, let me just, and I... Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back tomorrow so we can elaborate. But that was just a very common. I don't know about other parts of the country, but that was just a common term to 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 ask about. You know, is she sexual? Is she having sex? Is she you know effing, so to speak? That was the term. That's how we said it. We didn't say effing. We actually, you know, what I'm saying. So, if you are a woman who is sexually active, and that's just like what it is. It's just like it's a known thing that. All we have to do is X, Y, and Z to get you in the bed. If that's who, who you are and what you're about, you're not going to be wifey. Now, some women, and I've experienced this, I want to be honest with you guys, some women 
people and say, you know, yeah, I'm a Christian. And your lifestyle and our gift of discernment will indicate you are, in fact, a Christian who loves God and is genuinely, and that's the key word there, genuinely not trying to have sex until marriage, genuinely waiting. Am I going to sit here and say that if you are genuine, and I can, cannot stress this enough, because some of you are not genuinely trying to wait, it's that you're genuinely waiting for a boyfriend, you're genuinely waiting to see the size of his package to determine whether or not you're actually going to give him some. I'm not talking about that genuine. I'm talking about genuinely just not having sex, not because you're single and there's nobody in your Rolodex, but I'm talking about you know, you're just not having sex, period. Those are the types of women that we look for. And if, let's just say, you know what I'm saying, we're in a relationship, because I want to be honest. I want to cover our bases. I don't want to just BS y'all and preach to y'all and, you know, act like I don't know what the deal is, because I get it. Sometimes you're two people and you're really struggling and you say, wow, you know, let's pray this out. You know what I mean? Let's remove ourselves. You know, you go home. Yeah, I know it's 12 o'clock, but you got to go. You know what I'm saying? I got to go because, you know, something might happen if I stay any long. You know, you know that's how it is, and you really are committed to Jesus Christ, and, and you want to be in this relationship, but you and you want to do things the right way because you want it to lead to marriage. But, you know, let's just say you slip up. Am I going to sit here and say to you all that that's absolutely going to erase and eradicate any chance of that man viewing you as a wife? No, I'm not going to say that because it's apparent that you are genuinely – you know, convicted by God when you go there and you genuinely feel bad. Some women, I had sex with this one woman, she started doing a cabbage patch. You know what I'm saying? Courtney, I know Courtney's over there cracking up. She started breaking it down. I'm like, yo, what the heck are you so happy for? She was happy as crap. She's like, wow, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, you got to go. You know what I'm saying? Courtney, I know you remember that story from back a couple uh, years ago. You're right. Yeah, I'm laughing. <laughs> Courtney's already cracking up, honey. But, like, you could tell she wasn't convicted. And I'll be honest, I wasn't convicted either, to be real. But I'm like, yo, but why are you dancing, though? Like, she just literally started, like, but you see what I'm saying, guys? And that's all, I, and God sees that. God knows your heart. Like, if you're genuinely convicted, if you're genuinely upset, and you genuinely pledge to not do that again, and you know what I'm saying, you want to do things right. Those are the types of things that are, you know, women in situations that will lead to marriage. I'm not going to sit here and lie to y'all, man. Did I wait until marriage? I'm not going to sit here and lie to y'all. But it's all about, look, you know, what? where's your heart at? You know, are you a freak or are you not a freak? Are you a hoe? Does your lifestyle indicate that you're a hoe? Or do you genuinely love God and are trying to do the right thing for God? That's all it's about. I mean, if you slip up, I mean, you slip up. The Bible says that God will make your sins white as snow. Even though they're, you know, like scarlet, he will make them white as snow. So you can slip up. You can have mistakes. I mean, you want to try not to. Y'all get what I'm saying. Lewis, man, you're a man who's obviously waiting for marriage. What are your thoughts just on the sex aspect of things? <laughs> Maybe laughing at the cabbage patch. She, she, that's, that's crazy. But, um... You know, as a, as a man that's waiting, you know, and, and much love to the men out there who've had sex and made the choice to live for Christ and wait because, you know, that's because they, they've had a taste of it to, to, to turn away and say, hey, you know, I'm I'm, I'm going to be practicing abstinence. I'm going to be waiting on my wife, you know, much love to you. Um, but, yeah, definitely, you know, as a man that's just waiting for marriage, you don't know how many Christian and, you know, and I'm not saying that, 
I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to say what somebody's saved or not. You know, I'd put it in quotation marks, but I'm not, you know, I don't know. Only on that's between them and Christ. You don't know how many Christian women or women who profess Christianity that I turned off. But forget, I mean, forget a woman and she's like, oh, you know, I can, I can see the way this woman is acting. That she's, you know, she's a worldly woman. She's not trying to live for Christ. I'm talking about women who go to church every Sunday. I'm talking about women who have their 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 leather their leather uh, Bible covers with Proverbs 31 on it. You don't know how many of those kind of women. It got turned off. The whole conversation just lost momentum. Just turned off at the thought that um, you know that sex wasn't going down. That sex was off the table. So you know, I, I you know I, I love it. I love what you said about uh, you know genuine, genuine. You know that's that's one of the things that you know that I look for as far as a wife is someone who's practicing abstinence. I mean, really practicing abstinence. I mean made a choice and saying, hey, because of my relationship with Jesus Christ, I'm going to wait on my husband, you know, because I, I've turned off so many women, you know, and some of them I was surprised to turn off. I was like, you know something, I thought this, I thought she was real, you know. She go to church, she always talking about, you know, the you know the Lord this and the Lord that, but then when they find out sex is, is, is off the table, then they're done, they're finished. So, you know, that is that will make you definitely definitely make you wife material to a man of God is a woman who is practicing abstinence and you know if you're talking to a guy and he's you know he's going there you know then I don't, I, I I don't believe that that Jesus Christ is going to send you a man that's going to be trying to you know say little things little little you know innuendos and things over the phone and if you see if you're talking to a man that's going there and you you need to just say in your mind, okay, you know, it's, 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 it's time to move on from this because if that's where his mind is, that's where his mind is, and, and that's not going to change. You know, Christ is going to send you a man who's already made up in his mind, you know, that, that hey, you know, I think I'm away from my wife. You know, it's worth the wait. Um, so, yeah, it's, I definitely agree with what you said, you know, because a woman's doing the cabbage patch after she has sex, then, I, I I don't think she's going. She has a repentant spirit. I think that's that's really who she was. <laughs> right. <laughs> she uh, trust me. It was definitely who she was, man. Straight freaks out here, you know. And these again. Let me just tell you, a lot of women fall victim to what I call the breath of fresh air syndrome. You know, and what that is is, you know, you have a history. Of of you know dealing with the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, and the players, the men without a relationship with God, you know the deadbeats, you know the baby's dead, you know just the drama, the foolishness, the thugs. You guys know what you've dealt with over the course of your life, and um, you know so what a lot of times what happens is you know you're, you're you know rededicated your life to Christ, and you know the enemy his whole point is to destroy you. So what he does is he gets smart. Not by sending you more thugs, but by sending you the fake players. So what often happens is you end up dealing with the the quote unquote Christian men, you know, the men who who appear, you know, who go to church or whatever, the the the, the pulpit players. You know what I mean? Next thing you know, you know, you, you're butt naked with them. Why? Not because of you know there's anything super special about them, but just because they are a breath of fresh air from everything and everyone who you've dated in your past. 
And it's just like, you know, keep it real. It had been a year and a half since you broke up with your ex. It's been three years since, your, you know, your baby's dad, you know, rolled out or whatever the situation is. So, you know how it goes. You After a couple of days, let alone a couple of years, you might be a little, you know, backed up in that department. Next thing you know, somebody with a blazer come, you know, as opposed to a bulletproof vest or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, those panties are dropping. So you just want to be aware of the, the tricks of the enemy because, um, you know, it definitely gets real out here. Courtney, what you know about the breath of fresh air syndrome? Oh, I know a lot about that. I do. I can relate to that. Um, just meeting. It reminds me of um, this guy from college that I met. Just after dealing with a series of just, you know, jerks, I met a guy who was, like, you know, in church all the time, you know, very um, memorable. You know, he opened the doors for me, and he was just – in my mind, just different from the rest and, you know, someone that I could potentially be, you know, in a relationship with. And so we did get involved sexually. I mean, I didn't have sex with him, but that probably would have happened, um, you know, in the near future with him. It just so happened that um, I was playing so many games, and so he ended up wiping up somebody else. But I probably would have slept with him just because he was different from the rest of me. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's deep, you know, and that's usually how it goes, you know, just because he's different. Um, you know, they, you, you know, you fall um fall victim to the to the trap. See a call on the line. Uh we'll take calls tonight as well. Uh 646-200-0366. See a call on the line from the uh 631 area code. Welcome to the Day Don Tober show. What's going on, brother Day Don? This is Jonathan. Oh, hey, what's going on, man? Not much. Hey, look, you know, it's a when do we as men draw the line and say, look, I'm just not going to do this with this woman and just, you know, take responsibility for our own actions as well. That's you know, a good question. Go ahead, go ahead. I'll finish your point. You don't necessarily have to sleep with someone just, you know, just because you're there. Like, I know Lewis and all the other guys, too. You know, they're, they're really smart guys, and they deserve a woman, a woman that's going to be there for them and not just one that's going to be there for tonight and then go on tomorrow. But, you know, we're all grown men. We just have to grow up. You're also a married man, I understand, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I am. Since, since you're here, man, let everybody know what what qualities, um, you know, are most important to you in in a wife. The fact that she's a um a stand up woman, a woman that means what she says, and not someone that gives in the first chance they think that you love her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve, you man. know, when I when I dated my wife. I mean, there was just a lot of things about her, man, that was, you know, that made me just, just, I fell in love with her. And it's just a long list of things that made me fall in love with her. And it just wasn't because she was a beautiful woman. It's because she really, she was, she really meant what she said. Right. Yo, man, it's, it's always good to hear from you, um, one of the things that I want to say, I remember back in the day 
I was having a conversation about a guy, man, and this is real, man. He he like broke down, you know, in in front of me. You know what I'm saying? Just talking about his wife. I remember that just like just hit me. I just remember this story. This was from years ago too, man. He was telling me how he uh, met his wife, and he was just like, I mean, that's Steve. Just you know, that's two men. You know, you don't really cry in front of your homies like that. You know what I mean? Like, but he just you could like tell. I'm like, yo, he's like getting emotional. I'm like, wow. He was like, yo, man, she. You know, excuse my language. I want, I want y'all to understand the realness, man. He was like, "Yo, she she really gives a damn about me." He's like, hey, "He said no woman has really gave a damn about me." You know, and I and I, I was like, I really felt him on that because you know, he's not even like wasn't even a Christian, uh, you know, at that time and wasn't living for Christ. But you know, it was someone who was just expressing, you know, what he had found in a wife, which is very rare. Because a lot of times what I've found is that women will care about you, but the, the you know, and Mark, I know he can relate to this, he, they, can, they will only care about you as it relates to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, they will care about what you have going on in your career because they feel like in some way that will benefit them and the life that they have planned for themselves. It's like, oh, how was your day at work? Oh, that means you didn't get fired. You still have a job, you know, or aren't on the chopping block at your job, so you'll still be able to provide food. Not just because they care how your day was. They care for it for you. You know, like back in the day when, when I was dating my wife, you know, I used to, you know, play tennis and she would come out and watch me play tennis and different things like that. You know, not because she likes tennis, but because she knew that I was passionate about tennis, and that's just what it was. 100-degree heat, you know, freezing cold weather, whatever it was, just standing out for three hours watching, but because that's something that I was passionate about, you know. And so there are very few women, and we know when it's conditional, ladies, and when it's not. There are very few women that actually care. You know what I'm saying? About us. When they say, yo, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Not because they're saying it, you know, to find out if you're going out with someone else or if you have plans to, to creep. You know, they they actually just care what you're doing. Or when they say, how was your weekend? What did you get into? Not trying to check up on you, some type of crazy stuff, but just because they actually care about you and what your life is, you know, is about and what happened to you and what happens to you. So, these are the things that we pick up on, ladies, as far as the genuine nature of it, you know, um, it's, it's even so hard to even talk about, to even put your finger on something, because it's just one of those things that we as men know. But, you know, for, you know, Marv, I mean, is that something you can relate to at all? Marv, can you hear us? Think we're having a problem with uh, Marv's mic. We're gonna try to get Marv back for a second. But uh, James, man, have you ever dealt with a young woman who was just, you know, who actually truly cared about you unconditionally? You know what, Adon, man, you're hitting on a, a very, very good point, man. And you know, I'm 31 years old now, and I'm, you know, just to be honest with you, man, it's rare. It, it is extremely rare, and I'm right next to New York City, where we got thousands of of, uh, you know, thousands of single women, man. And um, it's rare to find a woman that is really, really into, 
you know, into you. And what I mean by that is a woman that genuinely does care about uh, you and the relationship. You know, a lot of women are on this, um, a lot of women are on that, you know, on that thing where they're just kind of, it's all about me. It's all about what you can do for me. It's all about how you can add to my life. And so few, um, you know, are humble enough and, and and are thoughtful enough to really show concern and to really show that they really want to be with you. And I don't know if that's because of the media. I don't know if it's because of the books that have been coming out and, and all this act like a, you know, act like a woman, think like a man, all that, you know, all that stuff. I don't know what it is, man, but it's just really hard to find a woman that is, you know, really into you, you know. It's either she's into your job or she's into the money that you make or she's into the way that you look. Or she's into uh, you know if, if you're if you're a guy that is having sex she likes the sex, um, but one one way or another man it's just rare it's rare to find a thoughtful caring woman man it's just becoming harder and harder to find man. Yeah, it's um, you know it's and I'll tell you a lot of times what it is is and it's it's not even the the lady's fault um, in many cases, uh, in many cases it's actually because of how they've been raised or, you know, lack thereof, you know, from their fathers not providing for them. So they really want to make sure that they're going to be provided for, that they're going to be taken care of. So they're going to care, but their number one priority is can you provide for them? Can you take care of them? You know, whereas, you know, with, you know, uh, my wife, I I found that that wasn't an issue because she had a father. One of the greatest men that I've known in my life was her uh, her father. He passed a few years ago, um, and I actually did a whole show. If you guys just really want to listen to that show in your you know spare time, uh, the definition of a great father, you know, which was a really a dedication to him uh, after he passed. Um, just but she, you know, as far as the great job that he did with her, and so it's always evident with women who. You know, grew up with a great father. A lot of times, you know, they they can, they are more uh, likely to actually genuinely care about you because they're not really they know what it's like to be provided for. So they're not going to be seeking you to provide for them because they grew up with that. Now, that's not to say that um, if you didn't have a father growing up that you can't. You know, you're like some type of gold digger. But I'm just saying, you know, I, I've experienced you know uh, both sides of the coin, and we definitely know when you really care about us and when you don't. Uh, one thing that we that's also important to say is that, ladies, you know, we as men are are going to be looking for a woman who supports us unconditionally. And when I say supports, support really is about my my mom, for example, used to say, "I don't care what you did or what you've done, you can always come home." That was just a standard. She said, "Look, there's nothing you could do." That would be so bad. I don't care how old you are, what you've done. You stole a car, you crashed a car, you you know, whatever. I mean, whatever. We weren't into that type of stuff. I'm just saying that was just they knew that we always let us know that we always had a home that we could come home to if we needed to. Whereas other people, it's like, look, don't come home tonight. Doors are like, nah, we can always come home. And that's because there was that unconditional love and support that, you know what I'm saying, that my mom and dad, you know, instilled in us as as kids. And even to this day, um, and so what I'm saying is that that's what we're looking for in a wife. Case in point, you know, back in the day, y'all know me, I used to gamble a little bit back when I, you know, even when I was with my wife when we first met, she sat there and watched me lose $500, you know what I'm saying? Didn't say a word. 
She sat there and watched me win $500, win $1,000. Good days, bad days. But it was just, all right, you know, she, she knew it. She could get on the line and tell you all right now. It's just like she supported me, and it was just like, okay, yeah, you're tripping right now. You know, you know you need to start what you're doing, and you know what I'm saying? But whereas other women are like, what are you doing? Like, that's not, you know, what I wanted to hear at that point. You know, good or bad, ride or die. You know, and it's not being a drone. It's not being a robot. You know, I knew how she felt. She didn't have to tell me. But as far, but it was just, all right, say your piece and then keep it moving. That's called support. That's called submissiveness. And a lot of women haven't quite mastered that. You've got to know uh, the person that you're dealing with and what they need at that time, at that moment, and to just to be there sometimes. That's all we need. Sometimes you just to be there and to know that you have our back unconditionally. A lot of women, they don't, it's like, oh, I can't do this anymore. Oh, this isn't working out for me. We need to go our separate ways. Like, what? You see what I'm saying? Like, those are not words that are going to make us view you as the perfect wife. I want to switch it up a little bit. Um, I want to talk about trust, just in the interest of time, because you can't talk about a wife without talking about, you know, us being able to view you in a manner where we have unconditional trust, you know, in you. Lewis, how important is trust to you when, when, when in regards to a, a wife or a, a potential wife? Well, trust is, is, is very important. I mean, you need trust to, to, to be married to a woman. You know, trust is being able to, to turn your back, you know, to close your eyes, to, you know, not be in her company or in her company and not, and not have to worry. I mean, you don't have to. You know, you men don't have to be insecure with women that they trust. You know, they, you don't have to worry about, you know, what's going on, what's going in her head. Trust is important, you know, because if you don't trust a woman, then, you know, that you can't build a relationship without trust. It's all gone. If you can't, you know, if you can't trust her when you're not around, you can't trust her when your back is turned, um, you know, you don't know that she has your back. You know, you even even in situations like with, with with finances, you all are not on the same page. You you you, you can't trust her. You got to worry that if you all had a discussion about something. She's gonna go and sneak and steal the credit card and, and and go and run it up and get what she wants. You know, it's just it's just so many aspects about trust uh, that's just needed. So trust is definitely 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 important. Absolutely. James, man, how important is trust in a relationship to you? Are there any instances that you can think of where you just weren't able to trust someone and that ended up being the reason why uh, you didn't view her as a as a wife? Uh, absolutely, man. Um, you know, to me personally, I know Lewis at the beginning of the show, he, um, he listed off a few attributes that he, you know, he desired in his future wife. And for me, trustworthiness is at the top, man. That's my number one. Uh, trait that I look for when I'm, you know, when I'm talking to women and looking at a potential, you know, woman as a wife, um, it's it's absolutely pertinent, man, that that I can trust the woman that I'm with, man. Um, I, I like I said, I there's so many things that could go wrong in, in life, you know. There's so many issues that that we have in life and that couples will have in life. And if if I'm a man that has a woman that I can't trust her, um, you know, through my low times. Um, when things are going great, uh, when the relationship is not as strong as it needs to be, um, if I can't trust you um, in in that particular situation, and I'm not going to commit to you, 
um, because, like I said, anything can happen, you know. Um, I, I was in a situation, man, where I was dealing with uh, – I was, I was dating a lady. Um, she was 30 years old, pretty successful, had a good job. Uh, you know, for the most part, she was a good woman, man. And for the first three months, the relationship was, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty solid, man. I really enjoyed being around her. Um, she had a child. She had a six-year-old son. Which uh, for me, you know, and that's another topic for another show. It, it was a risk for me to, uh, you know, to actually date her because I normally don't date, you know, women that have children. But I, you know, she seemed like she was a different type of girl. And so, um, you know, we had dated for three or four months, and she had went home to visit her uh, family. And um, and so she had left for about a week, and we had chit chatted a little bit while she was gone. She got back. And um, I spent a lot of time with her son, you know, because I was really serious about this girl. And um, and so, you know, I, I took her son out one day, went out to grab some grab something to eat and uh, to do a little bit of shopping. And, uh, you know, her son's six years old. He doesn't know what he's saying. And, uh, you know, we were talking, and I asked him about his trip home. And this kid, uh, you know, he said, you know, Mommy was arguing with uh, Johnny. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, you know, who is Johnny? You know, what what were they arguing about, you know? Cause I, you know, I was just trying to figure out what's going on. And the little kid was like, yeah, Johnny uh, Johnny wants Mommy to move down to uh, to uh, South Carolina, you know, when they were arguing. And I said, oh, oh, okay, 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 I see. I see what this is. And I've kind of put two and two together, man, and figured out that, you know, she was probably trying to deal with another dude on the side. I don't know if this was an old boyfriend or whatever. But uh, immediately I cut her off, man. It, it didn't take. I took the little boy home, and man, I don't think I even called. I don't call her back. I might have texted her and told her it was over, because I didn't have any type of respect for a woman that um, I couldn't trust, man. And and that's the way that a lot of men feel. If we can't trust you, ladies, uh, you know, if you've given us reasons to doubt, you know, your integrity, you are not going to be respected, you know. And it, and it goes back to you know being honest, being open with your man being truthful about your past, um, not giving him reasons to doubt your word. That's the kind of woman you want to be. Right. It's one of those things where we, you, you got to realize, ladies, if, if you can't be trusted, you know, if we can't trust you, you cannot trust us. All right, you can't. We're not gonna. You can't trust us because ninety percent of the time we're gonna be looking elsewhere. If you, unless you're just doing what James did and just delete your number out the phone, text you, it's over. But unfortunately, a lot of men, you know, they will see little things that just don't add up. But they won't just delete your number out the phone. They won't just tell you, you know, it's over. They'll actually continue dealing with you, but just make a little mental note in their mind. Oh, okay, note to self: she's not wifey. Let me go ahead, and, you know, and, uh, and deal with her. You know, deal with her best friend. We did a show on uh, a couple uh, about a month ago on DMX, and uh, you know what what these it was entitled "What These Bees Want from a from a Nigga." You know where we get, went into the mind of a thug. You know what I'm saying? We we played the song for you guys. You know how to avoid dealing. You know with a thug was the title, and you know a lot of y'all. That's not what we're here for tonight, but it, it is real. There are certain types of men who will treat women in a certain type of way, and it's important to understand that thought process and how to avoid being viewed in that way. But one thing that is common, regardless who you're dealing with, is we've got to be able to trust you. 
Okay, we've really got to be able to, but you know, know and have confidence that when you go out with your girlfriends, you know, when we're not around, you will respect us, respect the situation. You know, we won't have to worry about you accepting numbers, taking numbers, flirting, different things like that. You know, that's we need to have that confidence. Um, in fact, the Bible confirms that. You know, uh, in Proverbs uh, about a man having confidence in his wife and you know things like that. Um, one thing that y'all also have to keep in mind is that, you know, we as men um, are going to want to, you know, feel like uh, you are ours. A lot of times it gets to be a kind of a sticky situation, especially in today's society as we, in, as we know it, the dating world as we know it today. A lot of women are single, okay, and I'm using that term loosely. They say, that, okay, I'm single, but they're dating. Okay, they're going on dates, they're talking, they're texting, they're entertaining men. So, you know, most of the time they're not dealing with anyone who they see a future with, but you guys will still be interacting with them, allowing him to text you, allowing him to hit you up every so often, take you out on the occasional date, go to the movies, whatever. So when you meet us, it's like, oh, okay, are you single? Oh, yeah, I'm single, but you neglect to tell us about the other men that you've been entertaining or even are currently entertaining. You know, you do that, you know, because you're saying, well, you know, we're not committed. I just met you or, you know, we we just started dating. I'm I'm justified in going on dates. And and you are. But again, ladies, what we're here to talk about is what you want. We're here to talk about how do you want to be viewed? You know, you go to a job, the job doesn't have mandatory overtime, but if you know you want to be viewed as someone on the track, the fast track to management, well, you're going to stay late. No one's going to make you stay late. You would be justified in leaving at 5 o'clock, but if you want that promotion, I bet you'll work till 6. I bet you'll be the last one to leave out. I bet you'll go knock on your boss's door and say, hey, look, do you need anything for me to do before I, you know, before I leave for the night? It's already like 7 o'clock. Because you want to be viewed in that way. But a lot of women don't take that. They take that mentality into the corporate boardroom, but they don't take that into the dating arena. Say, oh, I'm single. I can go out with so-and-so on Friday, somebody else on Saturday, and somebody else on Sunday. Yeah, you can do that, but none of those men that you're going out with are going to view you as a wife. When I was dating my wife, she wasn't dating anyone else. You know, I mean, could she have? I mean, yeah, that would have been her prerogative. But I wouldn't have taken her seriously. You see what I'm saying, ladies? You have to do what these. We have to do what we say. If we give you a blueprint on what we want in a wife, don't listen to this show and then do the opposite. That would be counterproductive. It's not about winning the battle. It's about winning the war. The battle is yeah, you can go on a date with somebody, but what's that going to do for the person who actually likes you and who actually is trying to wipe you up? All that's going to do is turn them off. Marv, what are your thoughts on this, man? I think we might. I'm gonna try to get Marv back. I think we're having some problems. We're still having problems with his mic. I apologize for that, Marv. Give us a call back in. Uh, but James, man, you know, I mean, have you ever dated a young woman where where that was just evident that she was dealing with like entertaining multiple men? Absolutely, Daydon. That's that's like a big. I mean, in 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 our in the dating world today, man, that's a big thing. You got a lot of women out here that are uh, 
that are that are dating multiple men at the same time, man. And that is, like I said, for a guy like myself and Lewis and Marv that are looking for uh, a wife, man, that's a that's a major problem, man. That is a that is a complete turnoff. Now, for these normal dudes out here, these dudes that are just kind of up for whatever, man, they don't mind, you know, they don't mind having you for one day a week. They don't mind having you as a side piece. They don't care who you date. But, I mean, for guys that are really looking to settle down, um, we're, we are not going to compete with, an, with, a, with, you know, with other men. We're just not going to do that because many of us don't have to do that because we have our options. And I think that's one of those things that a lot of ladies need to, to really, you know, if they're doing it, they need, to, they need to stop that, man, because it's keeping a lot of women single. And no matter, hey, I've heard you say it, man, on your shows and on your Facebook posts, man, I've heard you you give that quote out and say that, you know, say that so many times, man, and, and yet there will always be women that argue and there will always be women that will go and do the direct opposite. And um, if you find yourself, you know, in your late 30s, mid-30s, 40s, and you haven't found the man that, um, you know, you haven't found the right man, then that may be an issue. You know, casual dating is casual dating is just not the way to go. And, um, you know, one more thing, man, I, you know, when, whenever I talk to, you know, whenever I talk to other guys, man, you know, and, I, and we talk about women, you know, it's pretty much understood that most women that we meet are going to be dealing with somebody. You know, and I think that's the reason why it's just so hard for good people to link up because it seems like everybody's dealing with somebody. Um, you know, there aren't too many women that are out there and just chilling um, by themselves, man. And, and and that's the reason why um, women aren't getting they aren't getting wifed up, man. Right, <clears throat> that's very true. I mean, you're right. It's a, it's a pretty much a common understanding. Um, in today's society, that you know, women are either they're either dealing with an ex have a you know friend with benefits um uh, or or are dating someone who they're hoping to possibly become a boyfriend but it's like you know it's like a casual thing like what happens a lot of times is this you know there's an attraction guy meets the woman he takes her out they talk there may or may not be chemistry there might be a little something but after that, the man already spent about a good $50 on the date, so he's not really ready. He's not trying to do that again just to do it. And he hasn't really decided, you know, exactly what course of action he wants to take with you. So it just lingers. You know, he check, he, he checks up on you. You guys know how that is, ladies. Oh, you know, get the text. Oh, hey, what's up, sexy? What's up, beautiful? How you been? Well, it's just, you know, yeah, I mean, I've been fine since, you know, you took me out and never really called me. Now all you do is text me. And and the reason for that, ladies, is because there's nothing else to do. I mean, he's, you know, it's not, okay, let's just keep dating you. He knows he has, he, you know, whatever it was on that first date made it evident that he's not trying to wife you up. So now it's just like he's just waiting for that one Friday night. He's going to be like, yo, why don't you come over and try to smash Ladies, if a man is not actively pursuing a relationship, he's he's targeting you for sex. Okay, I mean that's just that's just how it goes. Marv, I think we got the lines uh uh taken care of. You, can you hear us now? Okay, can you hear me now? Yes, sir. All right, all right, good, good. Okay, uh well where do I begin? Um you were talking about trust, you asked me a question about trust. Uh do you mind if I comment on yeah, yeah, please. Okay, so uh, I mean, a relationship would not exist without trust. 
You know, trust is the glue that keeps the relationship. Okay, Mark, we're having a trouble trouble hearing you again. All right. Okay, it looks like we got you back now. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So I was saying about the importance of trust and how, you know, it keeps the relationship intact. A lot of people, they choose to get together for all the wrong reasons. You know, you have a lot of people out here in quote-unquote open relationships. You know, um, it's just a lot of, you know, negative energy that's being brought into a relationship, and then when it doesn't work out, people want to act surprised. Um, you know, I meet a lot of women, like I said before, who like to throw out sexual references when you first get to know the person. And to me, that's a that's an obvious red flag because I'm wondering if she's so comfortable talking to me about this, she's clearly talking to other guys in the same way. So, you know, I definitely do a lot of listening for the first, you know, couple of dates that I go out with women on. And nine out of ten times, man, there's really no date number three because, you know, at this point in my life, I'm pretty – you know, I'm pretty uh, aware of, you know, the warning signs and the red flags. And, uh, you know, it's just interesting that you have some people out here, they'll, they'll, they'll clearly see the red flags and the warning signs, but yet they'll continue on with the relationship. You have a lot of women out here who are um, in love with the idea of being in a relationship or in love with the idea of being married, but they really don't take it seriously. Um, and that, those are some things that, you know, I'm glad that you're touching on tonight because a lot of women like to play the naive role and they wonder why did they man cheat on them, cheat on them, or why did the man decide that they don't want to be around them anymore? They don't really hold themselves accountable, you know. And and there's a lot of things that they may not see as as red flags that the man clearly has, you know, expressed to her, and she didn't listen, she didn't follow through with it, and now she's by herself wondering why aren't there any good men out here? Right, you know, and th- those are good points, Marv, because really at the end of the day, that's what we're here for, you know, is is to help women understand the things that are most important. A lot of women really do think that they're justified, and they are justified in dating multiple men, but it's not about being justified. It's just about, you know, can we see ourselves with you? You know, when we're dealing with you, we want to be the only person that you're dealing with. See, you know, if we're both hunters, it's not going to work out. You know what I mean? Because that's really what we're seeing here. We're seeing we did a show a couple uh, about a, maybe about a year or so ago on a gender role reversal. Probably be one of the next uh, shows I rebroadcast. Um, you know, you know, it's, it's it's like an epidemic out here. We're seeing men acting like women. We're seeing women acting like men, assuming the role of men. You know, dating and, and seeking and hunt, <clears throat> hunting. You'll hear women even say. Well, I'm a, I'm a hunter. I'm a player. I'm a female pimp. I mean, which is all just a different, you know, different terms for for hoes exhibiting hoish behavior. And that's all that is. And that's not what we want. Most men are hoes. Most men have, throughout the course of their life, exhibited hoish behavior. So why would we want to go backwards and deal with a woman who's doing the same things that we are coming out of? If we're coming out of the player stage and are you know going into the ready to settle down stage, why would we deal with a woman who's actively existing in the player stage, her own uh, player stage? That that makes no sense, you know. So it's when I met my wife, you know, she was just chilling at the crib, you know what I mean, relaxing, um, you know, not all out in the clubs. I was in the club, she wasn't, but that was because I was, you know, that was I was transitioning. You know, and it's just, you know, and I'll tell you something, ladies. If you can suck up your pride, 
if you can really swallow your pride and humble yourself and, and even see what a man is doing, because this is where it gets real. If you can even see, like, all right, well, yeah, he might still have some girls calling him or he still might, you know, be going on a couple of dates. But if you really just play your role, you know, and, and just show yourself to be a great woman, uh, you know, worthy of a ring, worthy of of, of being a wife, because that's we're playing our role. Our role is the hunter. If you go, if you're a hunter, you don't go into the, the jungle just looking for one deer. You're going to be hunting. But the great thing is, who who are you bringing home as that trophy at the end of the day? You know, my wife was that woman who stood out, who differentiated herself, and that's why we're here today, where we are. So I think it's just, you know, whereas other women, I guess my point is other women will see that and be like, oh, shoot, well, he's doing X, Y, and Z. He's going to the club. He's going out. So I'm going to go out. He's dating so-and-so. So so I'm going to date so-and-so. He's talking to So I'm going to do it. And it becomes a tit for tat. That's a battle you're going to lose. And you will find yourself, you know, 40 and single, 35 and single, whatever it ends up being. You know, you never want to play that game. Just be who, you know, who you are you know, who you, you know, be true to yourself and really just chill. I say, um, you know, the best women, their best friends will be the Bible and Netflix. That's it. You have your word, you have your scripture, but then, you know, you'll have things that entertain you uh, that can keep you occupied um, throughout the day, on the weekend, so you don't have to find yourself being bored. You don't have to find yourself going out on meaningless dates just to, you know, have some type of life. Just chill. My people say, how do I find love if I just chill? Oh, trust me, God will take care of that. You don't, you don't have to worry about that, you know. Let's talk about online dating for a little bit. I think, you know, Lewis, I want to start with you, man. We're, you know, we're all, um, you know, we're all online in some capacity, uh, you know, a lot of women have in 2014 turned to online profiling, online dating in search of a husband, which is a whole other show in and of itself. Uh, but, uh, you know, how do you feel about meeting a woman online, Lewis? Is that someone who you would take seriously uh, as far as a, a wife perspective goes, or is that more so something that would be, need to be done um, you know, getting to know that person in you know in person. Well, you know, I've I've tested the uh, online dating sites before, and you know, the big problem that I find is you know misrepresentation of the truth, you know, misrepresentation of yourself, whether it be in pictures, whether it be in you know what you put on there, and you know, in my experiences, you know, I've it's been hard for me to find a woman that really is, you know, what she claims to be. So I think with, you know, the whole online thing, uh, women, women just need to be honest. You know, they need to post current pictures. They need to be honest about who they really are because, you know, obviously playing around with uh, one uh, <clears throat> particular website, and it's, it's a website, and you have all these questions. Um, and you can see, you know, the way people answer their questions depending on, you know, whether it, it shows, you know, has percentages, you know, how much percentage you're an enemy, a friend, or whether, you know, just stuff like that. And then looking on there, uh, one thing that I found interesting about that website is there are so many women on there that say, you know, they have questions about, you know, how serious you are you about religion and and also about, you know, sex. And, you know, I found many women on there 
that would say, oh, I'm serious about Christianity. But then it gets to the sex question, how soon would you have sex? Uh, three to five dates, you know, one to two dates and six dates. So, I mean, the thing for me is just, you know, just be honest you know, about who you are. But, you know, I'm kind of, you know, up in the air about it. I mean, I think, you know, just, you know, I'll pass it along. I think it works better if you all are in the same town because you can get that reality as soon as possible. You know, if you're in two different cities, you know, you can you can do this thing. And, you know, even if I fly to whatever, she comes here, you're still getting that sample. It's nothing like being able to be in the person's company in a consistent basis. So if, I would say that if you're in a, you know, if you're in the same city, you know, you can get to that reality part uh, a lot sooner, and then you can find out what you're really dealing with. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I want to, uh, James, you know, weigh in on that uh, for a second. We'll go back to Marv. Um, online dating, you can factor in long-distance relationships because, you know, a lot of times that's, you know, how it goes when you meet someone online. Um, what are your thoughts on Is it something you would do, something you would not do? What are your thoughts? Uh, absolutely, man. Uh, you know, one one great uh, example is I know when I, when I first started listening to your show, you mentioned that you met your wife online, man, and that really got me uh, kind of uh, curious about the whole deal. And so I, I have I, have I done online dating before? Yes, I have. And I haven't had good results from it. Um, I, I, like I said, I'm not married yet, so I haven't met I haven't met a woman that, you know, I, I saw was different than, you know, any other woman I've ever met. But I do think that um, online dating is a viable option, and I think that you can meet a quality person online. Um, some of the things that have turned me off, well, one thing I will say is that um, just, you know, to the ladies, since this is a show about, you know, finding a wife, um, one thing I will say to the ladies is that hoish vibe that a lot of men pick up in person, um, that, that same vibe can be picked up over the computer. Um, and so you ladies got to realize that, you know, when a man's looking at your profile, and I think you've done a special on online dating, but when a man's looking at your profile, he's looking at your, the way, you know, the words that you're using, and he's really looking at those pictures. And he's looking at, you know, how many shots he sees of you in the club uh, with a bunch of dudes surrounding you. He's looking at all that stuff. And all of that um, comes into play when he's looking at, okay, is this a woman that I can seriously, I can take seriously or is this just some, you know, woman that I'm just going to I'm gonna deal with, you know, as a side chick? And, and so, ladies, um, the online option is, is a viable option, but you just know that um, just like we can pick up certain signals about you in person, we can pick up those same signals in your, in your, uh, on your online profile. Right. <clears throat> That's true. You know, and you just got to be careful. I mean, because we—that's that, what we look for. That's what we're here for—is to—is to determine if you can be, you know, wifey. If—if, if, you know, I could, you know, call my mom, text my mom, and say, "Hey, look, you know, what do you think about her? Check out her profile." I mean, you know, on—I I tell everyone that you're online. You're looking to fill a position. This is like corporate America. You're trying to fill a position. So your profile is going to be and should be viewed as your online resume. It is what all men are going to base a decision off of. A lot of women will, I've 
can't tell you how many women through private counseling have told me, well, you know, it's just Facebook. I never really looked at it that way. It's not that big of a deal. I'm like, what men have you been talking to that you would say it's not that big of a deal? Facebook is a huge deal. Facebook encompasses everything, like your family, your friends, your you know, your your job in many cases, your your college years, you know, everyone you know is is most likely connected to you uh through Facebook. So, you know, you're going to want to put your best foot forward and and not doing so will definitely um you know, just cause that man to to you know treat you accordingly, and and you don't want to be you don't want to take yourself out of the wife category specifically based off of how you present yourself online. Um, one thing that I'll say about online dating, and, and James is right, we've done actually a number of shows on online dating over the years. You could probably just Google, you know, online dating on the Data on Tolbert show, and just just to hear any any number of shows that we've that we've done on it, you know, over the years, uh, but. You know, in short, I would say I agree with Lewis. Uh, you know, it, it's usually better, you know, when two people are in the same area, in the same city, so that you can uh, spend as much time together getting to, you know, that face time. Uh, that is important, That you know, just to see if there is chemistry there. Um, but another thing that I'll say about online dating, it's not a deal breaker. Online dating can actually be more indicative of how, committed a man is to you than someone who has immediate access to you. Let me explain that a little bit. If you are dealing with somebody and you know that you have to drive two hours to see them or you know it's a plane ride that you know you have to take to see that person, but you can see that that man is, you know, is actually doing that. Either he's coming to see you or he's arranging for you to come see him. I mean, that's really going to be indicative of how that man feels about you. Whereas, you know, a lot of times y'all live right around the corner from somebody 10 minutes away and he's not even making an effort to see you. But you know if somebody is paying money to fly to you, he's driving two hours to see you. Uh, Case in point, I dealt with this young woman, and I tell this story all the time, uh, but uh, she went to Penn State. I was here in Philly. And I was, I think there was one block of time where, you know, I was like literally driving two and a half, three hours, like every weekend just to, you know, to go see her up there. So it was just like, I mean, it, you know, in those types of situations, it you're going to know how he feels about you. If he's making that effort 90% of the time, he's, he does view you as someone special. If he's not making the effort, that's also going to tell that he's not viewing you as as someone special. Um, And also, we as men, just so you know, are very territorial, ladies. If we're viewing you as a wife, we're going to lock you down. If we're, especially if we're not close to you and it's a distance thing, forget being with you. I'm going to make sure I know and the world knows that you are spoken for, whether that means actually putting a ring on your finger you know, uh, so that it's official, you know, then then so be it. Whether that means just, you know, really putting it out there online and, and Facebook and family and just everything so that the world knows that you're all together. That's what we're going to do even more so when when it's a long-distance situation, okay? Because, I mean, who, who wants to take a chance at me being five hours away and somebody else on a date with you because you're in a quote-unquote situation as opposed to an actual relationship. You know, that's for the birds. 
What are your thoughts on long-distance relationships and online dating, Mark? Well, long-distance relationships. Uh, I'm not a big fan of it um, like said, Hold on, Mark. We're having a trouble hearing you again. Well, you know? Yeah, all right, there you go. Okay. Um, I was saying about long-distance relationships. Uh, I'm not a big fan of them, of them at all. Um, I am just as territorial as you are. So the fact that I really don't have access to the woman to really, you know, really read her nonverbals and read her body language and be around her and get a sense of who she really is, um, to me, long-distance relationships really won't meet that need. Uh, you know, with the whole online dating thing, I would be lying if I said I didn't try it. I have tried it. I met a handful of weirdos. Um, it definitely left a negative taste in my mouth with the whole online dating thing. Um, anytime you have women who post pictures of themselves of of who they were years ago, and then when you meet them the present day, they they look you know they they don't look the same. Uh, you know, it's just not really, I don't, you know, it's it's not really something that I probably would want to invest in in the future. Um, but you know, I, with that said, I've, I've I know of a lot of successful online dating stories. Um, but just personally, that really hasn't worked. And plus, you know, I guess call me old school. You know, I, I like I like I like meeting people in public. I like meeting women in public, man. I like, you know, I like the uh, just the challenge of, of of meeting a woman from across the room and trying to get a feel if she's if she's digging me and you know that whole eye contact game and assessing her body language. You know, making seeing if she's if she's feeling me and wait for that sign to approach her like that. I don't know. That that's that's just me. That's how I've always been. So, um, call me old fashioned. I I I would prefer that approach uh, as opposed to you know posting profiles online and inboxing women and expressing interest that way. But you know, shout out to those who have done it and have become successful in doing it. Um, you know, not to, I'm not trying to brag or nothing. You know, I mean, we all on this panel are qualified individuals. And I've never really had reason to just rely on online dating, you know, I, I meet women in public on the streets and, you know, when I go to work all the time. So, I mean, the options are out there, but, you know, it's always about people, people always, you know, look at the statistics and they say there's more women out here than there are men, um, which is true, but, you know, it's, it's when it comes to quality, that number is significantly reduced and that's whether it's online or offline. So, um, I mean, whatever approach, whatever approach for the man is, is, you know, whatever makes him feel comfortable, whether it's online or offline, you know, do your thing. I just know from my personal experiences, I do prefer uh, just to meet that person uh, in public and as well as within my um, living proximity. Absolutely. Let's, it's, it's one, of, one of the things I say about that. Um, yeah, I think that. I mean, people have, you know, I've told my, obviously, this story over the years. I mean, I met my wife online. Interestingly enough, I've never done online dating, you know, per se. Uh, I've never, like, created a profile. I've never been on Match.com or, you know, eHarmony, any of that stuff. Um, just, you know, but I did meet her on uh, on MySpace at the time, uh, you know, which was which was very random. Uh, so I think that, you know, I mean, obviously I know it can it can be successful, and I have no problem with people who, you know, who who seek out, you know, online dating, uh, you know, uh, networks or sites, you know, because they want to meet someone. But what I would just encourage you all to do as women, 
if you want to be a wife, you know, you want to make sure you are emotionally available to be found, not just by anybody, but by the man that God has for you. Um, you guys know, I'm sure you've seen the advertisements at some point. I'm doing a, and Courtney is doing a, a 50% off Valentine's Day special for counseling where, you know, we're, we're helping you get that assessment to determine are you going to be found by a weirdo, a psycho, or, you know, someone who, you know, is, is you know a quality type of guy. And, um, you know, online dating is, is no different from putting yourself out there in any dating arena, you have to it has to be done in the proper context. If not, then you know, it's it's gonna be that you're gonna attract the, the you know, the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, you know, and the players. So, um guys, I wanna get ready to wrap it up uh tonight. You know, I, I just wanna, you know, be respectful of everybody's time. The fellas, you know, you guys out there, um, you know, on a Saturday night I appreciate um you know, I just wanna give the fellas an opportunity to um you know, to say a couple last-minute words and really just, man, you know, this is just one of many shows that they've come through for me on very short notice. I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, put together a classic show with some classic information. Uh, Lewis, man, give some last-minute words of wisdom to the people um, just as far as, you know, what you look for in a wife, what they can do to become a wife. Any parting words? Yeah, thank you, Daydon. Uh I appreciate uh, you invite me back on the show. I enjoyed it with the fellas, James, Marvin, Washgirl, uh, Courtney. It's, it's been great. Um, hopefully uh, the women got something uh, that they can take home. And the thing I'll just say um, would be, first, uh, you need to accept Christ into your life. You know, all the stuff that we're talking about in reference to a godly man is not going to apply to you if you first haven't accepted him into your life, and then once you accept him um, into your life, you need to uh, allow him to start working on you. Because you you see, ladies, um, a godly man is not something, they don't just hatch out of eggs. I mean, all of us, you know, have our, have our our history, you know, have our past, and we have to allow uh, Christ to work on us. You know, just because I'm saving myself from marriage doesn't mean that, Oh, well, I'm this perfect God. Believe me, you know, part of, you know, Christ had to work on me too, has to work on all of us. And if Christ is working on a man and maturing him and turning him into that husband, into that father, um, then you best believe that he is not going to, uh, he, he's not going to give, if he's working on this man over here, he's not going to give him somebody, you know, that's just, you know, just goes to church on Sundays, a uh, uh, Bible study on Tuesday nights, but is running around trying to be uh, a reality TV star. He's not gonna, he's not gonna pair them up together. If he's working on me and and and, and you know, running me through the fire and helping me to be a great man and a great husband and a great father, then he's gonna give me a woman that he's doing the same thing with. Because I'm telling you, you know, godly men, we pray. Hey, look, I pray every morning, you know, and in, in, in the evening. For uh, a good wife When I close my eyes I'm not looking at Jocelyn Hernandez Or Nene Leagues I don't see that when I close my eyes I'm looking for uh, what we discussed tonight I'm looking for that great woman That's going to be a great wife That's uh, that's going to be a great mother Um, And that's what I pray for And ladies um, Just work on Just like Daydon said Just work on you You don't need to be trying to date around And do all this stuff Just work on you And work on becoming the answer 
to that godly man's prayer. And before you know it, he's going to drop you in the path of that great man. And, you know, seven years later, it's it's still going to be going. So hopefully, ladies, you got something from the show tonight. Absolutely, man. Great, great points. Great uh, insight, Lewis. I mean, that's really all all it's about is really just, you know, allowing Christ to work on you, you seeking him and, and really focusing on him. And once you do that, everything else kind of works itself out. Um, you know, the problems, you know, is with us as, as individuals when we don't, when we seek other things of the world of, you know, not of God, then that takes our focus off of God and uh, puts it on people who we have no business dealing with him. I'm speaking from personal experience. You know, I wasn't always, uh, in tune with God's will for my life, and I dated women who, from a worldly standpoint, met my needs. But obviously, that didn't get me anywhere. So, you know, it's just it's just about doing it the right way. Uh, but great points, Lewis, man, as always. Uh, James, man, what? Uh, thank you for being here. What last minute words of wisdom, parting words, would you like to leave with the ladies? Uh, day down, man. It's a pleasure, man, to be on the show tonight. Uh, I want to thank you and the rest of the fellas. Uh, and appreciate you for inviting me, man. This is I think you got a great thing going here, man. And um ladies, just you know, listen to this what this man is saying because it's absolutely everything he's saying is one hundred percent truth. Um I just want to let the ladies know, you know, 'cause I, I read so many comments on Facebook and I hear from so many women's mouths. Uh they, they, they don't believe that there are great men that exist out here. And I just wanna you know, I just wanna debunk that myth and let you ladies know that there are great men still out here. There are still elite men out here, and we're looking for for wives. I mean, there are people, there are men out here looking for wives, and so don't be fooled into thinking that there aren't any more good men left because they are out here. Um, and all I can just tell you is to just pay attention to a lot of the things that you know the fellows are saying on this show, a lot of the things that Data are putting out there, and just like I said, step your game up, step your game up, and I guarantee you, when you are when you become the person that you need to be. Um, you will find what you need. You'll get what you need. Yeah, that's it, man. Great, great points, man. Good to have you here. Um, it's interesting that you said that. You know, it's so many men. Uh, that's one that we, one of the things I wanted to talk about tonight that we really didn't get a chance to do like I wanted to was, was really focus on the misconceptions, which just means we're going to have to come back for a part two. But there are a lot of misconceptions out here about what men look for, and um, that's just one of them. And one of them is that, you know, we as men, professionals, just one are not out here, but then two are not looking for wives or not in that, you know, what I call the ready to settle down stage. And, and that's just false uh, because every man, in fact, I've ever met is actively uh, looking for a wife. They may act like to you they're not looking for a wife, but every man out there is looking for for that special woman, um, you know, and so it's just about being that that woman. In fact, um, I think Lewis, when he said he prayed at night, I used to do that prayer myself and, and even daydream about, you know, what it would be like, you know, to have a wife and different things. It was funny. Over the course of my life, I always wondered, it seems like yesterday, actually, I was just like, wow, how was, I knew that I would have this life. I, I had no doubt in my mind that I would have this life that I have, no question about it, but I always wondered how is it going to happen? How is it going to happen? Well, who is it going to be with? What's she going to look like? What's the situation? Just how is it going to happen? But I never doubted God, but um, now it's that it's happened. It's like, wow, okay, God, I see that's what that's what you uh, had in mind. And so it's just really a matter of trusting him and uh, and believing it. Um, even if you can't see it, just know that, you know, it, it definitely will happen. 
um, you know, at some point for you. Uh, but last but not least, uh, Marv, man, what uh, what words of wisdom you always keep it real with the with the ladies, man? As far as um, just advice for them, what advice would you leave them with tonight? Okay, first let me uh, let me tell Satan that you was hating on my connection for the past hour. I don't appreciate that. You will not get the glory. I'm still gonna, you know, be used for the glory of God. So I don't know what happened tonight. I do apologize, brother Daydon, about about the connection. So hopefully next time it'll be better. Um, but as far as as far as uh, tonight's show, I mean another classic show. You know, I thank God for brother Lewis and James. Uh, for being on the panel again, um, Courtney, as usual. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, being a perfect wife is not a difficult task task to achieve. I think a lot of times women make it more difficult than what it needs to be. Um, women take advice from other women who, who've had bad relationships, who give out terrible advice, and they think that, you know, because it's coming from them uh, that they need to, uh, for whatever reason, they, they think that that's the advice that they need to follow. And that's just going to lead you to a life of loneliness. Um, I mean, what better what better uh, advice to take than those of men who are looking for wives? You know, um, it, it, I mean, to me, it's just it just makes logical sense. So shout out to all the women out there who are actually, you know, ha- who actually have an open mind to to want to hear a different perspective for once in their lives. Um, you know, we talked a lot about, we really addressed a lot of issues. It's a shame that we have to end the show so soon because we, this is the type of topic we can really go on and on. I mean, we didn't even touch the whole male friend aspect, and, you know, you guys know how I feel about that. That's like, a, that's like another turnoff, and I think that goes into the whole trust issue as well. I mean, she may tell me she may she may tell me that you know they're just male friends, but you know, men all men are hunters. I don't care who you are. We we are all wired the same way. So if I find you physically attractive and I want you know I see a lot of great qualities in you, and this male friend is heterosexual, it's just impossible for me to believe that he doesn't feel the same. Especially if he's single and he's looking for a wife as well. So. Um, you know, if if, if uh, the only advice that I could give you know for those. Um, you know, who's really tuning in and listening. If you didn't hear anything else tonight, I would really reassess the importance of the number of male friends that you have in your corner because a man like me who comes around, if I see that there's a lot of people, a lot of men sniffing at your, you know, at your, at your leg and trying to, and trying to get that, you know, trying to get that, uh, you, you know, that, that opportunity, a man like me is not going to waste his time. So I guarantee that a lot of women out here who are entertaining male friends have lost out on a lot of great men of quality. So, so that's really something that I want to kind of, um, you know, focus on uh, for my last comment. But overall, I mean, this is another great show, and I'm glad to be a part of it. God bless everyone. Absolutely, Marv. I appreciate you for being here. Uh, let me tell you all something else, too, man. One thing about Marv, Lewis, James, I mean, these are really good brothers, man. You know, Marv is somebody who's, um, you know, purchased uh, a bulk of uh, the Don't Be a Psycho shirts. I mean, you know, Lewis supports on a daily basis. Um, James, you know, he's actually, I don't, I don't even put this stuff out there with a lot of you guys, but James actually purchased counseling sessions for, for uh, a few young women, you know, donated counseling sessions. So, I mean, these are things that, you know, uh, you know, these are men who 
are obviously men of God but are also passionate about what it is that we have going on here and they really genuinely care about you guys as women and you know care enough to spend their Saturday night I mean you, you know we there were all times you know where, where you know me Marv just being from Philly you know we we weren't spending Saturday nights you know, helping women. We were actually uh, targeting women, you know, at one point in our lives. So, you know, it's just a blessing what God can do and, and, you know, give men a heart to really help women change their lives and and seek or actually uh, achieve the type of lives that they've, uh, you know, sought for their lives over the course of, uh, you know, their lifetime. So um, it's great to have these brothers here. Guys, this is not the first time we've, these guys have been with us. You know, just Google Barbershop Talk. We've, this, my, this is at least the fifth or sixth time uh, we've done a Barbershop Talk with this group of guys. So if you enjoyed tonight, um, check out past shows and continue to support uh, whenever, you know, you hear these shows. And But to be honest with you guys, every show, um, whether it's Barbershop Talk or not, whether it's just Courtney, um, you know, every show is an informative show on, on some level. And um, as a matter of fact, Courtney, what last words of wisdom do you have? I mean, I know we've, you know, the guys just kind of took over. You had some some heads to wash over there being a shampoo girl in the barbershop this evening. But uh, did you learn anything tonight, anything that you want to add to it? I, you know what, it was just a pleasure just to listen um, to you all, just express, you know, great points. And, yeah, I was taking some some notes down, and it just caused me to um, self-reflect you know, on things that I can improve on with myself because I'm not perfect, you know. So it, it's good to hear, you know, what you all um, look for in a wife and uh, what you admire about your wife. I mean, that's that's awesome to hear about. And so I just wanted to say thank you for the opportunity just to listen in. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, good to have you here. So, um, you know, and I'll, one thing I'll say about Courtney also is that, I mean, one of the reasons why she's here is because she has such a – uh, a strong grasp of, of just the knowledge of, I mean, I, there's, I'll tell you guys, and I don't, you know me, I keep it real. Courtney, I don't feel like there was anything said tonight that from any of the fellas that she doesn't genuinely understand and, and embrace about men, which which really says a lot about just her understanding and her knowledge of how men think and, you know, the, you know, the, the thought process that we go through when seeking a wife, which is one of the reasons why uh, she's in the position that she's in, in, in you know, giving advice to women, um, you know, as far as how it, you know, ch- changed their life, um, you know, with Talbot Relationship Counseling. So, and it's been doing a great job just over the last uh, year, a couple of years, actually, just really helping women. Uh, if you guys would like to work with Courtney, uh, any type of private counseling, hit her up, Courtney at trctoday.com, or obviously hit me up at daydon at trctoday.com. Everyone's first session, totally free. Take advantage, guys. We did a in December, a uh, you know a a uh, what was it? The first month, first month free. So uh, that a lot of people came on board with that. We're doing a fifty percent off all packages special uh, for Valentine's Day. So reach out, and um, that's about it, guys. You know, we'll come back. We still got a couple, several live, you know, great classic live shows coming up in the over the next few weeks. So just um, you know, every show is a good night, whether it's the best of. Whether it's live, you're going to learn something. And uh, I thank you for listening in on on tonight. And uh, you guys enjoy your evening, and we'll see you next time. Peace.
but they don't motivate you, girl. But they don't be a motivation, child. But they don't overcome and rock your world. Mm. But they don't be a motivation, child. But they don't motivate you, girl. But they don't be a motivation, child. But they don't overcome and change your world. Don't ever let yourself settle for. Be so strong. Work on your. 